Good morning. Welcome to Wake Up Carolina. We are on the campus of McLeod Health, the McLeod Children's Hospital Radiothon. The Royal Rev of Radio is with me as usual. Good yes, morning, sir. sir. Good morning. You? Good morning. Very different morning this morning, tomorrow morning, and Friday morning as we'll um, put politics and college football and Braves, ba- well, Braves baseball put itself aside. Yes. We'll put <laughs> nothing to talk about there. <laughs> nothing to talk about That's there. That's another story. That's another story for another day. The next three days will be dedicated to, I don't know, better informing you on the work the uh, McLeod Children's Hospital does here on behalf of children, uh, as well as soliciting support and contributions from our listening audience. It's different, no question about it. Um, we normally dabble and converse in the world of politics, but today, tomorrow and Friday, once again, um, a little bit something just different and unique. We partnered with McLeod. How many years? I mean, you, you're more involved in the daily logistics of the um I don't know. Not the, the there's no negotiations. I mean, it's a um, it's, the it's a partnership. Yeah, the it's pl- a plan and a partnership yep. that we're proud to be a part of. But um, this is the 20th annual uh, radiothon. Uh, Mudflap and Palmer. This is their 20th year doing the uh, the radiothon. We of course uh, began five years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's five years of our participation. Uh, 2018. Through today, we had a couple of years where we did it in the studio. That's what I was thinking. A couple of years of not being on campus in the cloud house. 20 and 21, they kind of brought the operations to the radio studio, and we did the best we could, and the listeners stepped up, as they always do, and helped the cause. And then this year, we are proud to be back on location at the Concourse of McLeod right outside the cafeteria for the Radiothon. And this would be one of those days that um, we put partisanship aside. We put our political opinions and aggressiveness in our pocket for a second, and we try to help people that um, genuinely need help. I don't say any things that make much sense, but occasionally I do. And I think one thing I've said, I don't know, historically through our partnership with McLeod Health here is that um, it doesn't matter if you're a red state Republican or a blue state Democrat, um, when something happens in your child's life, it's, I mean, it's upsetting, it's devastating, it's a lot of things, emotions get caught up in this. Nobody wants to go to a children's hospital. I mean, there's not a single person in this listening audience that has a burning desire for their kid to go to a children's hospital. You want them to go, you know, graduate from school and get a job and, you know, blaze their own trail and chart their own course. But we don't get it our ways often. And um, and we need facilities prepared to handle the unexpected. And that's what children's hospitals do. That's what McLeod's Children's Hospital has done. And that's why we're here on behalf of the hospital to raise money um, to address certain needs, specific, I don't know, issues that children deal with. Um, McLeod Children's Hospital ensures that no matter where the children live, they receive uh, the treatment they need. I'm going through some stats here. We'll have some guests as the show progresses. Uh, before we get too far down this road, none of this happens if not for a, um, a plethora of sponsors. And I'll let you kind of um, thank our sponsors. We'll do this throughout the broadcast today, tomorrow, and Friday. But, um, but I want, Rev, if you don't mind, kind of kick it off by thanking uh, those corporate sponsors, corporate partners who have um, underwritten a lot of what it takes to do this and, um, and make this possible. Absolutely true. They are, are great corporate uh, citizens and partners of the Radiothon, and they want to show their support by, like you said, underwriting the efforts today. McCall Farms is our title sponsor for the entire event across all three days. So we certainly thank McCall Farms. We have Harris Pest Control, who's sponsoring the Live 95 broadcast. Our phone bank, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, because, yes, there are volunteers working the phone bank right now. Uh, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate is sponsoring the phone bank. We have King Cadillac Support. And today we have a Power Hour special. Uh, our Power Hour sponsor is 
Delta Building Systems. And that's right now, first hour of the first day, the power hour, as we call it, uh, Delta Building Systems is sponsored. So thank you to all of the, uh, the corporate uh, supporters who are making this possible and showing their support for the Radiothon and McLeod Children's Hospital. We're going to do something a little different this year, and this will be the first year. If I'm not mistaken, you correct me if I'm wrong, we've got a number here. And the number stays the same. It's 843-777-4483. 843-777-4483. But we're also going to allow you to text Mm -hmm. and make a contribution by texting the word McLeod, M-C-L-E-O-D, to the number 51555. At the end of the day, uh, we'll have stories, we'll have guests, we'll have visits from doctors, I would imagine. Uh, We'll have a lot of conversations but but inspiring you or convincing you it's worthy of your hard-earned money. And, and I want to say that again. We understand the hard-earned money. Rev and I were talking during the break. You know, is there ever a good time to have a radiothon? I don't know if there's ever a bad time to have a radiothon. There are a lot of questions about the economy. No question about it. I mean, we understand it. We talk a lot about it in our normal um, daily activities um, at Wake Up Carolina. But um, – if the economy's good, if the economy's bad, kids don't stop having problems. Kids don't t- stop needing a children's hospital. So um, some of you are being affected by this um, uncertainty in the economy. Some are not being affected by the uncertainty in the economy. But um, but the children's hospital here at McLeod will will continue, whether it's a good economy or a bad economy, uncertain economy, certain economy. Republicans are in charge. Democrats are in charge. So we're asking uh, for you to kind of um, – Review your finances, um, take a long, hard look at where you are, and, um, and hope you're compelled, um, inspired to make a contribution. Once again, by calling the number 843-777-4483, 843-777-4483. We've got, um, uh, what am I calling it, a phone bank? Yeah, the phone bank. is fully we, staffed. Or, you know, these are, this is the first shift on the first day. And so we do have phone bank phone bank volunteers that arrived here before 6 a.m. And they're sitting over there. And since we're just starting the Radiothon, I don't know that the phone has rang yet. Okay? So we want to we want to start Somebody the trend. needs to be first. Yeah. Somebody I mean, needs to be on. the first caller. Let's get this thing rolling. It'd be, you know, $2 or $2,000. It doesn't matter to us. Every contribution is appreciated. But, um, but, yeah, we're, we're soliciting contributions. Uh, we're not raising money for a political campaign. We're not raising money to oust Mitch McConnell from leadership <laughs> of the Senate or stop Nancy Pelosi from being Speaker of the House. That'll, um, that'll come next week. But today, tomorrow, and Friday, we're doing something that we think is at least equally important, probably more important, and that is to, um, to improve the potential well-being of a kid. And I can't think of anything. I mean, I'm a parent of three children, and um, – and they're the most important things in my life. You've got two boys. I know they're the most important thing in your life. Yep. Um, you know, there, there's kind of a uh, – my, my sister died at 29, and my mom had a reflective period. You know, I, you know, I mean, obviously grieving is not fun. Uh, but I remember she said one day that uh, one, one, of the, uh, one of the relief valves of her, you know, grief was to um, – she'd always believe she loved her daughter more than everybody else loved theirs. And she said, how arrogant is that to believe I loved my daughter more than anybody loves their daughter? We all love our children. Uh, we get frustrated with them at times, but we all love those kids. And, uh, and here at the Children's Hospital, it's their desire to make sure when these kids come through the doors with complications, you and I really can't understand. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always humbled by, I mean, the diapers and so, some of the um, 
what am I trying to say, Riff? Some of the paraphernalia that goes uh, along the, with the, this. The special the equipment that's yeah, I mean, required. It, it, uh, we, we did a tour. They have a brand-new NICU here at McLeod uh, that has been changed since the last time we were here. It's it's totally brand-new, and it's it's redesigned, and we, we – we came over here and toured it the other day, and yes, we saw some of the teeny tiny babies that are that are in those in that specialized equipment. And it's scary. It is. I mean, it's uh, scary to see those little teeny babies right. and to believe they're, you know, battling for life and and, and hopefully will live a um, a long and prosperous life. But Rev, as you said, I mean, the, the new hospital or the new NICU unit taking care of kids is all they do. I mean, it, you know, they don't they don't. I mean, this they've segregated the kids' hospital, the children's hospital, from the daily activities of what hospitals normally do. And um, they need your support. And um, this hospital has been a big part of this community for many, many, many years. I was born in the McLeod Infirmary uh, before they made the move uh, here. And uh, they've got a sprawling campus. It's a, um, it's a regional health care facility. And they've made as part of their specialty this children's hospital and um, and we'll get into the kind of the details of you know this money's raised for this that money is raised uh, for that, but uh, they perform about nine thousand surgical procedures a year. Um, the Children's Hospital averages more than twenty thousand outpatient visits each year, caring for infants, children, adolescents. Um, before you go to bed tonight, you know your world may be normal. We hope it is. We hope you never ever have to come to a Children's Hospital, but a lot of folks will. In fact. Um, Somebody will probably have to come today, tonight, tomorrow. There'll be multiple emergency room visits out of the Children's Hospital before we go off the air, I would imagine. So, yeah, we'd love life to run on time. We'd love life to go as planned. It hardly ever does. And, um, and most of this is being five minutes you know, behind at work or something not going well. When but, I mean, th- these, are, these are major incidents in people's lives. And, um, and you need somewhere to go when you have one of these mishaps in the Children's Hospital is um, well-equipped, and we want to get them better equipped to handle uh, whatever situation may arise. And I'm looking at the phone bank, and I do see uh, the first volunteer appears to be on the phone, so that means the phones have started ringing, so we are officially underway. And uh, But we have a lot of volunteers over here, a, a large phone bank of people ready to take, uh, take your pledges of donation here. So we'll talk over the course of the three days about one-time donations, uh, miracle maker opportunities to do an ongoing donation, which, of course, any donation is very much appreciated. Uh, so we'll be kind of explaining the way to, to handle that. But also, we have auction items. We've been putting together over the course of the year uh, items that we could offer up for auction. And we'll have the ability for you to go online, see these items, and place online bids for these items that we'll sell, obviously, or, or award at the end of the Radiothon. And I'll just tell you, we have uh, great donations from uh, the Clemson Tigers, from the Gamecocks. Why did uh, you say Clemson first? Yeah, because yesterday I said Gamecocks okay. first. Okay. You know that. I try to keep it fair, because we did talk about it yesterday. You're and Gamecock, I, and I'm a Gamecock. We don't have to keep it fair. Okay, all right. We'll get All right. So we, have, we have Gamecock <laughs> footballs and Clemson footballs. Uh, that's right. That's right. We have that. Uh, but the Atlanta Braves. Braves have uh, sent some autographed uh, items over. Uh, the Carolina Panthers. Is that the eliminated Atlanta Braves, or is that another team? Uh, they would be, okay. yes. That would okay. be the same. There's only one Atlanta Braves. Just, just right? want to make sure. Yep, you're That's right. the Atlanta Braves that are no longer the playoffs. That's okay. right. Yeah, okay. just, just to get that clear. You're right. <laughs> now, now you're acting like you're not a fan. <laughs> well, I mean, we got to. <laughs> 
you, I can't you, be abnormal, yeah. but I got, I got to be my smart aleck, he said. I so. know, I know. Okay. Uh, but ESPN Radio has provided some items. The Florence Flamingos have provided us some great items. So we're just uh, really excited and, and, and proud of, uh, of that part of it, that we've been able to, to, to secure those donations from, uh, from the folks that want to step up and help as well. And periodically we will make those um, – uh, not not available. They're always available, right? But there's an auction going on. Am I right? Yep. Um, yep. There'll, there'll be some sort of um, progress or process that we get into as the uh, as the rest of the week progresses. But yeah, we'll be here on campus at McLeod Health uh, today, tomorrow, and Friday. We'll get back to business as usual on Monday. But we, as a company, Community Broadcasters, feels that this partnership, um, this endeavor, is that important to put everything aside. Uh, make a full-fledged commitment. Rev said it earlier. We got Mudflap and Palmer from our country affiliate here, um, and, and, com- they're, and they're committed. Now, you and I are here for four hours. We're here six to ten. Our normal radio shift. Those guys are kicking it up a notch because they're normally on the air on their station from six to ten, but they're going all day long, twelve-hour shifts for three days. So they're six A to six P over on uh, in the PD on ninety-nine point three. But it's also a it's a radiothon that community broadcasters believes in. If I'm not mistaken, you could elaborate better than I. But they're committed to this in different markets. It's not just the Florence market. It's not just uh, McLeod Children's Hospital. Community broadcasters has stations in a lot of different places. And everywhere they have a cluster, they have partnered with the Children's Miracle Network. Maybe not at McLeod. We're here at McLeod because they're a local healthcare affiliate. But, but community broadcasters made as a priority um, – to partner with the Children's Miracle Network in all of our stations and markets. That's right, and we'll have, in fact, uh, and just to kind of give you behind the scenes as to our setup here. And if you if you were if you're one of our volunteers or you're here at McLeod and see us and stop by, we have a couple of broadcast tables. Mudflat and Palmer are using their broadcast setup for the entire 12-hour shift they're doing. So they're here 6A to 6P. Well, when you and I uh, get done at 10 o'clock, then uh, another community broadcaster stations, Almighty 105.1, uh, takes over, and they're on from 10 to 3 using our you know setup where we are now. And then later this afternoon, Star 97.1 will be live and uh, also asking their listeners to call in and donate as well. So we're trying to make the most of the time and effort here today to make sure we do the best we can for the children. So once again, before we take our first break, 843 843- Seven 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 four four eight three eight four three seven 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 four four eight three. That's give four four eight three is the uh, numeric. Again, I if only on these letters on it is G I V E. Right. Um, and you can text the word McLeod M C L E O D to five one five five five. Text the word McLeod to five one five five five. Call eight four three seven 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 four four eight three. Um, let's everybody make a serious consideration of what you can give and, um, and help us make this Children's Miracle Network McLeod Children's Hospital Radiothon a success. Let's take our break. We'll be back in just a few moments. You hear stories after stories after stories about kids who's, um, or families who had a kid and their life uh, took an unexpected turn. They didn't know what to do. That's why we're here uh, to inform you that there's a children's hospital here on the campus of McLeod Health that deals with the unexpected, deals with um, children having um, things come up in their lives that we didn't expect, families obviously being caught up in the middle of these um, sorts of things. This is a children-specific hospital. I mean, it's segregated from, I don't want to say the general population. Sounds like I'm talking about a prison when I say that. But it's uh, the, 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 the normal consumer of health care in America goes to hospitals. 
children are different. Small children uh, are uniquely different. And, um, and we'll kind of go down that road as the show and week progresses about Rev talked about some of these teeny tiny babies. And that's the only way to describe them. They're teeny tiny little babies, and um, they need special care, special attention. Um, they're special, uh, help me here, Rev, special medical instruments and devices. The, the, the equipment is very the specialized. The equipment would be I mean, a, a much better word. has to be small. Sure. I mean, in fact, right here, uh, they've brought us some, some items here and shown us the little, That's a, I guess that's a blood pressure it cuff. Is. And I and can barely get two fingers in there right. if I can get two fingers. Yeah. Um, there's a little diaper. And uh, how tiny is that? It's real tiny. I mean, Extremely it's tiny. Hard to even describe. And, and you can see there's actually, they, they brought us a little tiny bear mm-hmm. that has a little tiny diaper on it. And it just puts everything I mean, in you can hold the baby in the palm of your hand. I mean, you literally right. can hold the baby in the palm of your of your hand. And um, and as I said earlier, in real agree, I mean, nobody wants to be here. Nobody wants to be. I wish we didn't have to raise money for Children's Hospital. I mean, I wish every kid was born exactly the way kids should be born, with no complications, with no issues, um, perfectly healthy, everything in the right place, everything as it should be. But that's not reality. That's not the world uh, that we live in. And because we live in a very imperfect world and these situations do arise, um, we're thankful there are health care providers and hospitals that have made a commitment to um, to have hospitals and care facilities that do um, take care of these needs but the only way they do it is to be fully funded. And um, there, there are a lot of money from a lot of different places in health care. Um, we're soliciting uh, contributions from our listeners because all this money goes directly to the children's hospital. Um, we'll get into specifics here as the show when we progress about raising this money for this and, and trying to explain, you know, why this is important. There'll be health care providers over the airways um, sitting down with us. we got some guests in the 7 and 8 and 9 o'clock hours, and they'll explain their role and contributions out of the process. But um, 843-777-4483 is how you can uh, participate. Uh, we've got something new this year. You can text the word McLeod to 51555. Once again, text the word McLeod to 51555. Call 843-777-4483. Um, however much you can afford. I don't know your financial situation. I don't know how you stand financially. I mean, there are a lot of uncertainties about the economy. We can understand that. But the uh, good economy, bad economy doesn't suggest nor insinuate how many kids come to this hospital. Kids don't stop getting sick and being born prematurely because the economy becomes uncertain. You know, we talk a lot on our show about debt and some of the uh, concern that we should have long-term. None of that changes the fact that kids are going to be born prematurely. They're going to need uh, extensive medical care. And the only way to do that is to be able to, to, I don't know, afford and provide uh, the essential care and some of the above essential care. You know, it's a little bit like uh, what did – um. Uh, Dr. Rich O'Malley said on the show, minimally adequate. Mm-hmm. I mean, who wants that? I mean, why don't we strive to be as good as we possibly can? And that's why I'm comfortable being here asking on McLeod's behalf because of the commitment they've made to provide world-class health care for these children. A lot of different ways you can give. Something that, um, that I always remember about, I don't know why, but I remember three words, 
Miracle Maker Club. Yep. You know, when I leave yep. here, I always think about the Miracle Maker Club. I'll defer to Rev. He does a better job of explaining these sorts of things. <laughs> but you can give a one-time contribution, or you can be a Miracle Maker Club member. What exactly is that, Rev? Well, we love our one-time contributors. We also love our members of the Miracle Maker Club, and that's where you uh, make a commitment to $15 a month. That's a total of $180 for the year. Uh, really, that breaks down to about 50 cents a day. And all you have to do is pledge your amount to become a Miracle Maker. And actually, they've just told us that they are in need of 18 Miracle Makers. As we start our Radiothon today and get things going this morning, uh, we want 18 Miracle Makers for the 18 children that are scheduled for procedures here at McLeod today. And when you become a miracle maker today, this morning, uh, they will provide a teddy bear in your honor, a little bear. Uh, this is a scary time for children, of course. They're coming in for a procedure. There are 18 children's procedures scheduled for today here at McLeod, and you will help provide a bear to help that child through the procedure uh, today by becoming a miracle maker by doing that right now and calling 777 777- Four four eight three seven seven seven. Give. Of course, we encourage you to be a miracle maker. But if you feel just, if you're comfortable just making a one-time donation, whatever that amount is, that is certainly appreciated as well. Call that same number seven 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 four four eight three. And the one thing we've always prided ourselves on is being local radio, talking about local issues, local subjects. Um, you know, promoting local community interest. Um, this is local people caring for local people at its best. I mean, it really is when you think of it. Nobody in California is listening to mine, maybe a few. I mean, we got some online listenership. But by and large, the, uh, the overwhelming majority of people listening to my voice live in this area. I mean, it may not be Florence, but it's this area. And if you need health care, you're probably coming here. I mean, the odds are that if something were to happen in your life unexpectedly relating to your health, you're going to end up at McLeod. Well, this is local people caring for local people. 100% of the contributions stay local. Um, we are, a, we are promoting, advocating on behalf of a local children's hospital. Uh, this money does not get dispersed all over the country. A little bit doesn't go to South Dakota and a little bit doesn't go to, to New York. We certainly hope they um, raise money and, and have facilities like this to care for kids. But all of this is local. This is a local uh, regional hospital. Uh, this is a local radio show. This is a local uh, radio company. Community Broadcasters is, is our name for a reason. We believe in supporting and advocating for local issues, local communities. And, um, and I can't think of anything we could do locally more important than make sure uh, when these kids have issues, they have a, um, a place to come. So 843-777-4483 is our number. Once again, this year we have a texting way. It's kind of interesting. I don't know about in your world, but um, – my kids will not talk to me on the phone anywhere near as much as they'll text me. You know, it's, oh, it, yeah. you got to believe that a lot of this is, I mean, there's a national organization called the Children's Miracle Network. And you got to believe the national organization does research to find out, you know, the best and, and most uh, effective way to solicit contributions. And, uh, and I don't know, last year I thought a little bit about it. It would make more sense to figure out a way to get people to text. Because they just, I mean, I don't know, people like texting. Uh, I think it's because you control the conversation. I don't want to get caught up in some two-hour conversation with my great aunt, about, you know, what happened in the, in the 1890s or whatever. But, uh, but, but texting the word McLeod to 51555 does just as good for us. I mean, we don't care if you call. We've got a phone bank staffed here this morning. Uh, we do, we do want to keep them busy, though. Oh, sure we, we, we do. want to keep no, the phone no. bank busy. We have several people over there, and they've been taking some calls, and we appreciate the, the early starters this morning. No question about it. But um, 843-777-4483 is our number. Rev said it earlier. We need 18 miracle makers for the 18 children 
scheduled for procedures today. Uh, they'll get a bear, got a Pepsi, a Florence bear here in front of us. Uh, it's a scary time for a child, scary time for the family. Um, I mean, I, I freak out when anything happens to my 32-year-old. I can imagine uh, what would happen in the, uh, you know, when someone is small. And I mean, you hear these stories. I mean, you hear the, the four-wheeler accident or the swimming pool accident or the um, the child that was born. I mean, I don't know what premature is, but the, when, when the child was born at a point that, you know, their health was in question and there was serious concern about what may or may not happen. Um, you know, parents are intimidated. Family members are intimidated. You want somewhere to find some peace of mind. And the better job we do of raising funds on behalf of Children's Hospital here at McLeod, the better job they can do of um, uh, suppressing some of that fear, helping you deal with some of that concern. We do have some sponsors before we take our, our next break, Rev. I mean, I know this is a um, – you always tell me about talk radio. Hey, man, you got to be the, – the audience cycles. I mean, yeah, there's, that's a, true. there's a group at six and, a, and another group at seven, another group at eight. So let's make sure we remind this group of listeners who our sponsors are and how this is possible. And, and it wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors who underwrite this event with us here on the radio. McCall Farms, our title sponsor. Harris Pest Control sponsoring the Live 95 broadcast today. Palmetto Commercial Real Estate is sponsoring the uh, the phone bank. We have King Cadillac and also our Delta Building Systems Power Hour sponsor today. So they are bringing us this hour. Thank you one and all for your support of the Radiothon and McLeod Children's Hospital. 843-777-4483-1. Excuse me. Text the word McLeod to 51555. We'll say that redundantly. I'm giving you fair warning. We're going to say that a lot because we hope it inspires or initiates um, something inside of you to get up, make a phone call, text a message across to McLeod, and um, and contribute whatever you can afford. I'm not here to say, you know, hey, you need to give $100, you need to give $25, you need to give $1,000. You know uh, what your heart says. You know what you can afford. You know how much you can carve out of your budget. We all have budgets. Some are bigger than others, uh, and that's fine. But you know what you can afford to do. We're asking you to give what you can to help this McLeod Children's Hospital Radiothon be a success, get this money to the place um, that can help these kids have the best and positive and most positive outcome. 843-777-4483. Text McLeod to 51555. Take a break. You want to add something? I was just going to say, if, if you want to become a miracle maker here in honor of uh, the 18 children that are going through procedures at McLeod today, you, they actually put a, put a tag with your name on it on the bear. So it's kind of in your honor uh, that that bear will go with the child through their procedure today. And it's just another way you can kind of feel a connection to, uh, to what you're doing and to where your contribution is going. So if you call the number, become a miracle maker, make that $15 a month uh, commitment. It's $180 for the year. Call now if you'd like to do that. We would appreciate it very much. The number 777-GIVE, 777-4483, or text the word McLeod, M-C-L-E-O-D, to the number 51555. Take a break. Back in a minute. You know, when I started this radio show, what, 10 years ago? I mean, together we've been in this thing 10 years? Just over I was such years. a humble man, and I hung around with the Rev, and I, I think I understood how to be a radio star, kind of like, you know, you rubbed off on me. Oh, okay. I mean, you're, you're, um, <laughs> your, your, your burning desire to be a star kind of uh, transmitted itself to my yeah, burning desire. Right. Where but, are you going with this? Well, I mean, we, we think we're big deals because we host a radio show. In all honesty, the big deals are the people who run these hospitals. Well, right? that's true. I mean, they're, true. they're the big deals. They're the ones behind the scenes making sure – the trains run on time and kids are taken care of. And we certainly want to um, encourage our listenership to support what we're doing here today. 843-777-4483. 
um, 843-777-4483, or you can text the word McLeod to 51555. There are a multitude of ways to give. We've got Miracle Makers. That's 15 bucks a month. You can make a one-time contribution. We've got auction items. Um, there's a, um, there are a lot of different ways you can give to make this hospital successful. And, uh, and when you make the hospital successful, you're empowering the people. Um, they ain't radio stars like Rev. Uh, they're humble people <laughs> and, and like Ken. They're humble people like me is who they are. Oh, okay. So um, we have one. Our, our first guest of the week is um, Leslie Rogers. She's the director of the NICU here at the Children's Hospital at McLeod. Good morning, Leslie. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. So I apologize for Rev's ego and arrogance. What in the world? Um, yeah, I'm one of those <laughs> humble people too. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what you do here. Um, okay. I mean, we make assumptions that everybody knows what a NICU is. Most people honestly don't. The majority of people have kids who don't have the sorts of complications that you see each and every day. Um, what is a NICU, and, and what is special about the one here at McLeod? The NICU here at McLeod is basically the hidden secret here at McLeod. A lot of people don't know about the NICU until they have to come into the NICU or have services delivered by the NICU. The NICU here is a 48-bed unit, and what our unit is um, comprised of is a 24-bed intensive care, which can take care of any patient who is born here at the hospital or in our region who requires the assistance immediately after birth. So it requires some assistance, meaning assistance breathing, assistance with blood sugars, any type of assistance immediately after birth. So those babies can be anywhere from 23 weeks gestation, which means about 17 weeks early for a mom. Um, or they can be term babies who are born just not ready yet or have some complications. So what those, um, those babies do uh, come to straight after birth. So it's any baby that's born after birth that requires some sort of assistance. Leslie, what, what made you want to do this? Um, I mean, we're going to get to a story here in a second, but, right. but personally, well, I mean, you're not passing out lottery tickets. Right. I mean, you're, you're dealing with families who'd probably rather be somewhere else. Right. They don't want to be where they are. Uh, what motivates you every day to accept? I don't want to call it a burden. I guess it's a blessing in some sort of way. But, yes. but what, how do you deal with that as part of your everyday routine? Every day, and I, and I tell a lot of folks this, and I've been here for 26 years. This is the only hospital I've ever worked at. So McLeod is part of it's me. It's in your blood. It's in my blood. The NICU's been with me for 20, 23 years now, and the past three years in management. Every day I walk in here, I think, I can't believe they pay me to do this. I cannot believe some days that I get paid to come in here and do this because you have to have a servant's heart to be able to come in and stand in the gap, to be the parents' eyes, to be the physician's eyes, to be the hands and feet um, of the Lord's work because that's all it is, is we are standing in the gap protecting a baby. They're innocent. They are the most vulnerable population that we serve here at the hospital as far as I'm concerned and other areas would say that as well but that's my that's my job to watch after those babies so um, as far as the motivation to do it we all and I can say that about my team 100% we are all here not because we are punching a clock or because we're here because it's the easiest thing to do we're here because it's 
what we know is right in our heart and we feel the urge to be here and feel led to be here even on days we're not here we're still here mentally i was fortunate enough to serve an elected office in this community and um this constituency was misfortunate but i was i was for unfortunate i was fortunate to have the job you were unfortunate that i had the job but when we, when we recruit an industry they want to know about health care and they were always amazed at a, a community the size of florence an area like the pd having such a health care facility, why are the people around here fortunate to have the Children's Hospital and the NICU particular, in particular um, at, a, at a hospital like McLeod, in an area like the PD, in a community like Florence? Well, we're regionalized, so what that means is we take care of an area that has several counties that include several counties. So we, we take care of Horry County, Chesterfield County, Dillon County, Florence, Marion, um, and we are the closest place that can take care of those babies. So we have different things that help us as far as a, we have a transport team. So we're able to go get those babies from other hospitals when they're delivered. They're, the community's fortunate to have us because we are the closest place. The other level three and level four hospitals are as far away as Columbia, Charleston, and Greenville. So we are the closest place in this area. Um, we have great outcomes. I'm very proud of that. And uh, we have if, the most caring staff that you'll ever find. You know, and, and I grew up here, and I, I can remember a day in my life, and I told him this, that to get world-class health care, you had to go to Duke or go to Johns Hopkins or go to MUSC, or, and it created a lot of complications in your life because there are certain responsibilities the family has to maintain. Somebody's got to go to work and earn a living. You know why the kid is dealing, and you're helping the kid deal with that. Right. Um, you, you talked about your commitment, your passion, your concern. Is there a particular story or two or three or four or five or six sure. or seven <laughs> that, that you could articulate to our audience about why you love what you do and and why why you remember some of these things better than others so so all through the 23 years i guess there's probably multiple multiple stories that i could tell you but i just was reminded monday morning about a family who was from the beach area and they had a baby that was born full term and the baby had immediate complications suffered some sort of birth trauma and what that requires is what's called hypothermia, and that's a cooling, a cooling mechanism where we put the baby into almost a, a, a frozen state. And what that does is it preserves the brain. It stops all the things from getting damaged. And so what you hope that when you do that, you do it over three days, is that when you rewarm this baby, when you bring him back to where he needs to be, that his body will have stopped any sort of damage that might have been occurring. And so we never know. We never know. We know kind of immediately we can tell what's going on with the baby or how that's going to look. But this family came back in this weekend, and this little fellow was probably a good 23 pounds of rolls, bright red hair, blue eyes, doing all the one-year-old things. So it was absolutely amazing to be able to be a part of that. They brought, for his first birthday, they had reached out to social media and asked for donations for clothing for the NICU babies. And so they wanted to bring that back with him. And so that's the most recent story that stands out, that he, we, they have an absolutely normal baby because we 
intervened in the right amount of time. You um you mentioned you're like me, not Rev. You're humble as as I am. <laughs> yeah. um, you're you're the director, but right. but I, I know you don't take full credit. No, I mean, it's no, not sir. about you. It's about the team you've assembled. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk to people at McLeod enough to understand the camaraderie, the teamwork, the um the fellowship is important. Uh, could it happen? Well, I mean, as a director, how much do you depend on? These, these other facets of a team to be successful? So there's there are mo- many pieces of our pie, if you will. I, I explain it as a, as a pie. And when you pull a tiny little sliver of that pie out, that pie doesn't look the same. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't serve the same purpose. If you're going to take it to somebody and deliver it to somebody, you wouldn't take a sliver out of that pie. And so my team functions from the from the person who may feel like they have the least impact to the person who may think they have the most impact on the same level. There is nobody in, there is no one in that unit that functions on any different level than the other. We are a team, we take care of each other, we're a family. There are a hundred of your best friends who work in there with you. We've been through deaths, we've been through marriages, we've been through divorces, major life crises together, we have had children together, we've lost children together. Um, We've been there for all the good, for all the bad, and there's nothing that builds a team better than life. And we've done life together. Anybody who we welcome in, all the new girls, all the new nurses, the new respiratory therapists, the occupational therapists, all the people, the physicians. We've got new physicians this year. We welcome them in just as if they're family. Because if you have that working relationship, then you're doing 100% what you can to take care of these families. And, and Rev, I think you will agree with me that she does a better job of um, explaining what people need to contribute than you or I ever would. Absolutely. Because we're kind of on the periphery. I mean, we see it. We hear it. We don't live it. And, um, and Leslie lives it. Thank you very much Thank for joining so much. us this morning. And once again, 843-777-4483. That's 843-777-4483. You can text the word McLeod. Uh, for you folks in Pamplico, I'll spell it M C L E O D to five one five five five. That's how you help us be successful, and it's not us, and it's not Leslie. I mean, I, you you hear the passion and commitment in her voice, but really and truly, it's about these little ones and making sure they have uh, the resources that um that the hospital needs to provide the sort of care that leads to more and more and more good outcomes. I've said it, and I'll say it a million times before we end on Wednesday. I wish we didn't have to do this. I wish there weren't a such thing as a children's hospital. I wish every kid was born as they should, and we didn't have four-wheeler accidents or swimming pool accidents or premature births or birth defects or diseases, but that's not the world we live in. For some reason, uh, we deal with that, and the best way to, um, to deal with that is to deal with it together, and um, a local community, a local radio station, a local hospital, and a local listenership that we hope are uh, inspired and compelled to make a contribution. Uh, Rev, I'll let you explain the different ways people can make a contribution. And uh, you mentioned the phone call, so we have a bank of volunteers that are ready to answer your phones, and they've been taking some donations and making some miracle makers today. 777-4483 is that number, 843-777-4483. Or if you'd like to do it on your phone, just text the word McLeod, M C. 
L-E-O-D to the number 51555. And there'll be a, a donation button on the link they send you there. Um, also, you want to check out the auction. We're, uh, we're loading up the auction page so you can see pictures of the items that have been donated. Uh, we'll obviously award those items on Friday. But if you want to see what's available and put in a bid, we certainly encourage that. And we have items provided by a bunch of different organizations that have agreed to help and been so generous, including the Atlanta Braves and the Carolina Panthers, the South Carolina Gamecocks, the Clemson Tigers, the Florence Flamingos, and just uh, a lot of items there you may find interesting and want to uh, want to bid on. And uh, you can you can find that through the links. Uh, you can also go to we've set up a, a radio a website for the Radiothon called MyRadiothon.com. And there's a donate link right there. So if you just rather go to that website, there's a link to the auction. There's a link to a donation page. You can become a miracle maker, a recurring $15 a month donation commitment for a year. That's a total of $180 over the course of the year. And then you become a member of the Miracle Maker Club. Those are always very much appreciated. In fact, we're, we're gathering our first Miracle Maker members today in honor of the 18 children that are scheduled for procedures today right here at McLeod. And they get a bear with your name on it when you become a miracle maker and join that club. One-time donations, of course, are very much appreciated and encouraged as well. If that's what you feel you'd like to do, you can make a one-time donation by calling the number 777-4483 or doing the text, the text the McLeod to 51555, or by going to the MyRadioThon.com website, you can select uh, the recurring uh, miracle maker donation or the one-time donation. Everything is appreciated very, very much. We will take a break. We'll be back in just a minute for the McLeod Children's Hospital Radiothon. This is the Children's Miracle Network Radiothon on the campus of McLeod Health, 843 I nearly said 6661. 843-777-44. Old habits are hard to break. Better believe it. You can text the word McLeod to 51555. Uh, there are a variety of ways you make contributions. We'll kind of go into detail about the different ways and different um, – and some people will think about it. I mean, we're on the air today, tomorrow and Friday. Some people will think about it. And um, you and I were talking earlier about the uncertainty of the economy. Mm -hmm. We get that. That's I mean, we reality. understand that. We certainly understand there are questions that people have about what is to come around the bend. I don't know. You don't know. I don't think anybody truly knows. But because we're having a uh, – a certain uncertainty of the economy doesn't change the fact that kids are going to get sick. Kids are going to need help. And McLeod Children's Hospital is committed and dedicated to making sure they're there when these situations arise. We, um, Rev and I are here on behalf of community broadcasters. Um, but the people that make this thing work are the people we'll speak with throughout the balance of the week. Uh, we had a second ago, we had um, Les Leslie Rogers, who's the director of the uh, NICU. We now have um, Lisa Woodbury. Lisa's been with us before. She is a um, a McLeod Pediatric Endocrinology. Yes. Am I getting that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nurse I, practitioner. I normally yeah. rehearse and stand in front of a mirror and yeah. say it over and over again to make sure I don't <laughs> it's I don't miss it. Word. Yeah, there you go. But you're a nurse practitioner yeah. uh, with McLeod Pediatric Endocrinology. Um, so let's let's talk about the um, the Children's Hospital, if you don't mind. The first question they gave me, because I'm somewhat of a, um, I mean, obviously I'm a layperson, don't know much about healthcare and doctoring and nursing and all those other sorts of things, but, um, but, but, diabetes. When I when I think diabetes, I don't think kids. I don't think babies. That's the furthest thing from my mind. Explain why I have a question 
about diabetes when we're talking about a children's hospital? Well, type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune condition, so it can happen at any age, and it's most common in children and young adults. Um, so type 1 diabetes is, is the biggest part of what we see, but um, over the last, I'd say, you know, 5 to 10 years, type 2 diabetes in children um, has really been on the rise due to the obesity and family history and um, just our diets and our exercise patterns and that kind of thing. So um, 17 years ago when I got into endocrinology or pediatric endocrinology, type 1 diabetes was the biggest thing that I treated, but now I'd say type 2 is, is coming up there quickly as well. So. so how does that affect the child's life? Well, um, most children, well, all children who develop type 1 diabetes um, end up on insulin for the rest of their life. Their pancreas no longer produces um, that hormone insulin, um, so they have to receive insulin some other way, whether it be injection, whether it be an insulin pump. Um, so, so they are now going from a normal child to checking blood sugars 6, 8, 10 times a day, um, giving shots sometimes 4 to 6 times a day, wearing an insulin pump. Um, so it's a change for not just the child but the whole family. Um, it turns into, you know, a, a really big change for ev the way they eat, the way they travel, the way, you know, the way they do everything. So um, diabetes, you know, really, really changes. But, you know, thankfully there are a lot of good treatments um, and a lot of good technology that helps that, you know, become an easier task these days. But that has not always been the case. So when I hear technology, I think Facebook, Twitter, you know, <laughs> the, the Internet, the technology has obviously had a big impact in health care. Um, what should a parent do? if they suspect their child is diabetic? Yeah, so um, if they suspect their child is diabetic, um, most likely they will um, hopefully have noticed that they have been um, being very thirsty, um, increased urination, sometimes some weight loss. Um, they should definitely take them straight to the pediatrician unless they are vomiting, and then if that's the case, they should probably go to the ER. What other sorts of conditions do you see? I mean, it, kids, um, kids get in crazy situations yeah. and families kind of scratch their head wondering how they got here. Yep. But, but what are some of the other, I don't, I don't want to say average or normal conditions, yep. but what other things do you treat in general? Um, we, of course, do the type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Um, a lot of obesity and what we call insulin resistance, which is the pre-type 2 diabetes. Um, we do thyroid disorders, growth disorders, um, Gosh, I'm trying to think, um, what else? Um, any kind of um, hormone in the body, any kind of you know, calcium issues, um, phosphorus issues, bone disorders, um, sometimes the orthopedics are doing those and we're kind of helping manage those, and then cholesterol and lipid disorders. Do you collaborate with the, uh, with the children's hospital and, and what other sorts of, in other words, um, how do you, if you do collaborate, how do you yeah, collaborate? Yeah, um, absolutely. So most children um, who are diagnosed with type 1 diabetes are hospitalized when they're first diagnosed because generally they're very sick to begin with. Um, they're generally in the pediatric intensive care unit for a couple of days and then on the floor while they're learning, um, you know, how to care for their child. So, um, so we are involved, you know, mostly from the beginning, just helping explain the diagnosis, but then, you know, they're going to follow up with us in the office after. So, um, so most of our journeys do start in the hospital. Um, now a lot of the outpatient stuff obviously doesn't, but, um, but we are here to, you know, to consult with any kind of endocrine disorder that they have in the children's hospital. Lisa, they'll say, you know, it's, it's a normal procedure. It's, it's what we do every day, but it's your kid. You know, and that's nothing normal about your kid. Is there a particular story that you remember that you can reminisce on or, or, or articulate to our audience about 
yeah. something you dealt with in the children's hospital? Yeah. Well, um, I like to say, um, you know, fortunately, all of my type one children, I think, are heroes because I feel like any family or any child that deals with that, you know, I don't think any of them are, you know, more important. But, you know, we do have a, a couple of families that are really, you know, fine to us. We have one family, I think they'll be on later in the in the week, um, but they have two children with type one diabetes. Um, and we have we have several cases of that. Um, and um, so their older daughter was diagnosed and then I think maybe a year or two down the road the the baby daughter was diagnosed and so because they knew what they had gone through with the older daughter they were able to you know pick up on the diabetes earlier um, and they you know they are living their best lives they are um, using the latest technology and all that they can um, have a great family and you know they are just thriving and like I said living their best life even though they have type you know two children with type 2 diabetes so all of our jobs, I mean, we do all of our jobs, and let's be honest, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. We, I mean, we get paid, and it's how we keep food on the table and our family's taken care of. But, um, but you're not passing out lottery tickets. I mean, it's not a, I got to believe it's a challenging job at times. It's, um, you're dealing with families that would rather be at Disney World. They'd rather be at a Braves game or a Clemson game or a, or a Gamecock game, but they aren't. How, how do you kind of just keep pressing forward? How do you convince people that work with you yeah. to kind of keep pressing forward well, and keep I, a positive I attitude? I think that we all in our office all just have a love for, for children, obviously, or we wouldn't be there. You can't work in pediatrics if you don't love children. Um, but I just think, you know, I'm a parent as well, and I, I really try to think, you know, through every time I'm telling a parent bad news or something that they're going to have to do just you know trying to empower them and encourage them and and I just think you know we are that source of, of education for them and we're the the person that they you know look to for um, anything that they need so it, it's just it's so rewarding um, there's nothing more rewarding than you know having a child come in that had a has a very um, you know terrible illness that they're going to have for the rest of their life and just seeing them you know down the road whether it be a couple months or a couple of years and just how you know they are just they are just living their life perfectly normal and you have you know educated them enough to take care of themselves and and do it correctly they're resilient folk that oh, oh the kids, kids are, are super resilient yeah, if so. we were only half the resilient absolutely half resilient yeah yeah i think sometimes the parents have a harder time than the children do <laughs> i can certainly relate to that thank yeah. you lisa thank appreciate you. your time rev once again uh, there, there's a lot of different ways you can contribute and support. Um, you've got some information on the Miracle Maker. Uh, we're trying to get 18 Miracle Makers for the 18 children scheduled for procedures today. What exactly is a Miracle Maker? Miracle Maker is a donation, a $15 a month donation for a year, so $180 total. And you become a member of the Miracle Maker Club by calling and just saying, I want to be a member. I want to be a Miracle Maker. And you call our volunteers at 843-777-4483 and tell them that, and they'll take your pledge right there on the phone. And then you are instantly a Miracle Maker, and there'll be a tag with your name on it attached to a bear. And the bear goes to one of those kids that are having the procedure today. Like you said, there's there's 18 children having procedures at McLeod Children's Hospital today and in honor of your donation uh, the bear is given to the child to help them through this tough time and through their procedure and uh, in the honor of your donation that tag is placed right there on the little bear. So if you want to be a miracle maker, that is certainly appreciated and encouraged. If you just like to make a one-time donation, that's also very much welcome and appreciated. 843-777-4483 or text McLeod, M-C-L-E-O-D, to the number 51555. Thank you. We'll take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. If you're a normal listener to Wake Up Carolina, you would expect us to be ranting about something political, <laughs> you know, this group's trying to do this or that group's trying to do this or you better watch that crowd or you better watch 
what is this crowd? We put all that on hold, a respite from the um, from the political speak, and we're trying to help uh, here at the McLeod Children's Hospital raise money. Uh, in the name of caring for children, the McLeod Children's Hospital Radiothon is what we're part of. And, Rev, I think we've done this how many years consecutively? This is our fifth year. This show's fifth year. It's the 20th year of the Radiothon. And for a couple of years, we weren't allowed. I well, weren't allowed. We uh, COVID requirements suggested strongly that we not do this on site. So we did some um, some broadcasting, some remote, some um, pre-recorded segments. Good to be back in the building. I mean, it, it really is. is good to be it back is. on the um, in the uh, in kind of the breezeway and the um, what do we call this? This uh, is the concourse. The concourse. There you go. I knew you had a, a proper definition for what we're <laughs> where we are here today. I know she got you some breakfast too, Rev. Yeah, I noticed okay. that. Okay, I noticed good. how quick you ate all that food. Yeah, uh, following record, you down record. the buffet line. For <laughs> record time. So um, once again, uh, we're spokes in the wheel. I mean, you and I are here to 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 um, to carry a message to our listenership in hopes of, um, of them supporting what we're trying to do here at the Children's Hospital. But we're talking to people who are actually um, kind of in the mix of it. I mean, they're actually, you know, boots on the ground, so to speak, as it relates to making sure this hospital successfully cares for kids. Uh, the vice president of the Women's and Children's Hospital is with us, Tammy Abel. Ms. Abel, good morning. How are you? Good morning, and so, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having us. Um, I don't want to say what does a vice president of a women's and children's <laughs> hospital do. Um, I would imagine a lot of different things come under your under your purview and um, and a different issue, a different day. But but why is it important for this community to understand the significance of the women's, excuse me, the children's hospital in particular here this morning? Well, the children's hospital is so important to not only this community, Florence um, specifically, but to the region. Um, our children's hospital serves over 50,000 covered lives, um, pediatric lives, and we serve, we pull patients from 11 counties, and that's South Carolina and also some of the North Carolina counties as well. So we have a wonderful set up here for um, comprehensive care for children. And so we want the community to know how much um, we appreciate the support because we've been able to grow those services over time. And um, we're able to support so many children because of that. And we're not trying to raise enough money to build or run a hospital. We're trying to raise enough money to add to the features, to add the care, to add the quality of care. But, but I think as much of that, I want to get your take on this. I think if you support a hospital, you become a shareholder. I mean, there's an investment you've made. There's connectivity you have. There's a share of ownership. I mean, it, it, it stops becoming their hospital and becomes our hospital. Am I being too cliche? No, uh, we are local people serving local people, to quote uh, our CEO. Um, and, and that is important. When you feel invested in part of the community and, and you do want to give back. And um, we appreciate those um, donations and, and support. How important is it to segregate the children from, I used this terminology earlier, and I'm not sure it's right, the general population of a hospital. Oh, extremely important. This is a, a big, passionate um, point for all of us in Children's Hospital because children are so special. I mean, from everything, from the way that we relate and we teach them, um, you know, for instance, we'll teach them through play. We have a local business that helped support some renovations to our playroom and how important that is because children learn through play and they understand things through play. Um, not so for the general population, right? So um, everything from our medication dosages to the way that we relate to the patient and family is different and specialized. And so it's important to is be it, different. Is it mm -hmm. fair to say that children's care is a moving target? 
I mean, what was oh. isn't always. I mean, there, there, and there's another innovation, another technological advancement. Yeah. There's something else we need to have here to better care for kids. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and we see an ever changing uh, climate for sure post COVID. Um, you know, we certainly saw um, uh, really a declining admissions during COVID and now that school's back in and everything is in full swing again we see you know children that have not been exposed maybe to some um, viruses and things we see uh, an increased need for our beds here. What what led you down this road? I mean I think it's interesting to find out where people come from and why they're passionate about what they do. What led you to Mm -hmm. want to be a part of healthcare women and children in particular? Well I've had a long career almost 30 years now in women's and children's and it is a a passion of mine. I can't imagine doing anything else. I love working with families and and working with children so I have everything from labor and delivery where the babies are first born to um, the PICU where they sometimes come back in for care. So it's amazing um, to have the full uh, gamut of services here and see um, how we can grow everything together. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for being here with us this morning. That is Tammy Abel, mm-hmm. Vice President Women's and Children's Hospital here as we continue to try to raise money. Um, 1-843-777-4483. That's the number. Um, text to McLeod, M-C-L-E-O-D, to 51555. We're trying to make it as advantageous as we possibly can. For um, Thank you, Tammy, for making um, contributions, supporting the hospital here. Got about a minute before we have a break. Let's remind people the, the different ways they can make contributions. Sure. If you'd uh, just simply like to call our phone bank, we have volunteers that are answering phones at 843-777-GIVE. You can become a miracle maker. We've uh, been asking for miracle makers this hour. We're going to go shopping next hour. I see they're loading up our board with some items that we're going to try to help purchase next hour. So listen for that right after the top of the hour. You can text McLeod, M-C-L-E-O-D, to the number 51555. Go to MyRadiothon.com. Click the links there to see the auction items we've been talking about, and we'll talk a little more about later. Uh, but get on the phone call. Let's make the phone bank volunteers work at 843-777-GIVE, a one-time donation or a Miracle Maker donation. Every little bit is appreciated. And we do appreciate it. We'll take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments for hour number three of our first day on the campus of McLeod Health Children's Radiothon. This is a special edition of Wake Up Carolina. We've had a couple of folks call our studio, excuse me, our um, our office. I mm-hmm. uh, wanted to know what's going on. Let me tell you what's going on. We take three days a year, every year, and have for the past five or six years. Um, community broadcasters believe in giving back. Um, as part of giving back, we partnered with McLeod Hospital and dedicate three days in October to the McLeod Children's Hospital Radiothon. Um, is it what we do every day? No, it's very different than what we do every day, but it's to honor a commitment that this company has made to the communities of which it broadcasts in. I mean, I'll give you a little more um, leeway, or excuse me, Rev, I'll give you a little more, uh, you, you speak with a more formal and official voice. <laughs> I don't know Because, well, I mean, you're, you're an employee of, of community broadcasters. Yeah. You're much more ingrained in the culture of the company. I'm kind of a private contractor who shows up for four hours and, and flees the premises after <laughs> after I do my damage. Sometimes very quickly. But, but we understand. I mean, we understand this is very different from what we normally do. But we've decided as a company that it's worth um, the, the change within to dedicate these three days to making sure you, our listenership, have an opportunity to understand what's happening at McLeod with the Children's Hospital, how you can support, aid, and assist our efforts here. The same sponsors we have with our political nonsense um, sponsor this show. I'll let Rev read the sponsors here, but uh, we're on the grounds, we're on the campus of McLeod Health, and we're just simply um, 
kind of I'm doing something different for the next three days. So, Rev, our sponsors normally um, allow us to speak politics and uh, political discourse and disagreement and all, you know, all these other sorts of things. But, but our sponsors for this are the same as they were for that. Let's remind our listeners who they are. Absolutely. And uh, not only do they normally, like you say, they normally sponsor our broadcast on a regular basis, which is very much uh, appreciated. Uh, but we have uh, a lot of our regular uh, advertisers and sponsors and uh, and some others that have wanted to join in and show their support for what we do here at the uh, Children's Hospital at McLeod and for the uh, McLeod Children's Hospital Radiothon. So McCall Farms, title sponsor, uh, in fact, across all the community broadcasters, radio stations for the entire three-day event. Uh, McCall Farms is our title sponsor. Harris Pest Control is sponsoring the Live 95 broadcast. Our phone banks, which we have a lot of volunteers that are answering phones today right here at the concourse at McLeod with us. They're sitting right in front of us. Uh, Palmetto Commercial Real Estate is sponsoring uh, the phone bank. We have King Cadillac that is our sponsor here of the morning show. Uh, we've had our Power Hour sponsors, including Last Hour, Two Men and a Truck, were uh, bringing us Last Hour's uh, Power Hour. So, again, it's it's a team effort. It's a corporate sponsorship and underwriting, like you said. And and you mentioned about the radio stations and, and being community involved, and that's certainly a, an important part of what we do. Um, and, and since you mentioned it, yes, it is a, it's a, a large effort across uh, four radio stations uh, to kind of orchestrate the logistics and technology to pull off the broadcast on location and the commitment, for example, to, to bring the shows over here on location, the commitment of Mud Platt and Palmer, who are on our country station, who are doing their show for 12 hours every day, 6A to 6P. So that shows not only uh, the radio station, but their personal commitment to this endeavor. So it's, it's, it is a team effort. I want to focus it on the kids, the hospital, um, you know, the radio stations. You know, we, we do a lot of work to, to make it happen, but we're just the conduit in this case. It's it's our involvement. It's the volunteers. It's the McLeod uh, Children's Miracle Network uh, people. And it's, of course, the, the, the phone bank people and the, the physicians and the hospital employees. I mean, just an entire list. And we couldn't do it without all of those folks. But of course, the people that make the donation, you listening right now that, that, that are inspired to pick up the phone and make a commitment to help out, um, you're the real stars of this, and we want to say thank you. And that number is 843-777-4483. Okay. Um, or text the word McLeod to 51555. We're committed for three days, and then we're back to business as usual. These folks we've had as our guests in the 8 o'clock hour, uh, excuse me, the 7 o'clock hour, now the 8 o'clock hour, committed 24-7. One of the most committed people I know in this world to caring for kids is with us this morning, and I mean this sincerely, Dr. Al Gilpin. I get this list of questions. When I talk to Dr. Gilpin, I don't want the list of questions. I want to talk to him. He's a friend of mine, uh, kind of a workout mate. We see each other at the gym a lot. We talk about uh, everything from Gamecocks and Tigers to politics to, you know, finance and all these other sorts of things. But you can't talk with Dr. Gilpin for long until he's ta talking about caring for these kids. He's a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. He's with us this morning. Dr. Gilpin, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Ken. So let's, let's talk a little bit about your passion. I mean, what – I mean, every time I speak with you – we can begin talking about weightlifting or Gamecocks or nutrition or Tigers or Braves. We always end up talking about these kids. I mean, it is something you're very, very passionate about. And it's not just the, the medical care of these children. It's their socioeconomic challenges. It's their walk of life. I mean, it's something you have really um, allowed to become a part of your DNA. What, what motivates? What inspires you to be so committed? Well, first of all, I'm not real good in front of a microphone or a camera, so... The public that's out there listening need to bear with me a little bit. But I do want to thank 
uh, the community broadcasting system. Of all people in this community, the Swink family has been absolutely wonderful to me. And my children, um, they are there for me anytime I need them. So not only do they help this show, but they help me every day, and I appreciate what they do. But my role at McLeod is a pediatric orthopedic surgeon, and I deal a a with a lot of children problems. I deal with things as simple as a sprained ankle, as complicated as a, a child with scoliosis. But it's taken me uh, a long time to realize that um, there's a lot more to these children than just a broken wrist. Many, many, many years ago, I went to an Eagles concert, and Don Henley has a song called The Heart of the Matter. And the way he led into that song, it's always stood out in my mind. He said, it took me 42 years to write and three minutes to sing. And so when I talk about children, I started taking care of children in 1989. So it's taken me 33 years to write, and I'm gonna probably spend 10 minutes right now singing to y'all. So it's hard for me to, you know, we don't realize how much, how great it is in our lives. Um, Ken is real good about bringing up his family in his radio show, he's sincere and honest about the trials and tribulations of a parent. Um, when I grew up, I had two parents that loved me. I went to public schools, but I had two parents that loved me. They gave me what I needed, but not what I wanted. I had clean clothes, I had three meals, and I had toxic doses of love. And in my life, when my children were growing up, I had trials and tribulations with children like every other father, curfew, respect, grades. And I would come home from a horrible day at work and I would just feel like I'm down and depressed. How can I survive all of this? But meanwhile, I'm coming home to a wonderful wife and a nice home with three children that were healthy and beautiful. Children come into me every day that are very complicated. Their parents are underserved. The children are underserved. They live in very tenuous circumstances. And these mamas come into me and these daddies are smiling, they're happy, and they're dealing with complicated children that have gastrostomy tubes, that have seizure disorders, that are on respirators and they're able to function in life with a smile on their face, and every minute of every day, they're dealing with a complicated child. Within the past one week, I had a child in my office with a broken leg. I'm looking at this child examining her as we put a cast on. She sat up in the bed sort of fussing a little bit because it was uncomfortable and she opened one eye but not the other. And I said, what's going on? As it turns out, this child was shot in a drive-by shooting in her home and the bullet unfortunately passed through one of her eyes. These children live with things every day that I never dreamed of. Two Christmases ago, 
in the three weeks of Christmas, each one of those weeks, I had a child at McLeod Hospital that was shot in a drive-by shooting. And they were in the hospital for a broken leg, something simple. But, but the main reason they were in the hospital is because they were shot, they were victim of violence. And these children live with it every day. One of those weeks, my daughter was home from New York. We sat on the couch, the two of us, with my wife and watch Hallmark Channel Christmas shows. My 29-year-old daughter and I sat on the couch as a family. That's what families need to do during Christmas. They don't need to be sitting at McLeod Hospital after a gunshot wound. The children in this community need our help. It, my heart goes out to these parents. Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. And, and, but anyway, that's what I do. Well, and you do that well, and you express yourself so sincerely and passionately, and that's why I've always considered you a dear friend because of your unfilteredness and your willingness to say things, not just about your medically, medically providing care, but the, uh, the walk of life these kids come in from the hospital. Um, I, I, know, I don't think he'd mind me saying this. I mean, uh, Dr. Gilpin and I talk a lot of politics. Um, he, he's a pretty conservative soul as I am, but, but, but I think he's a person who understands we all have an obligation to our fellow man. We all have a, uh, an obligation to our communities. I mean, we, we live in communities. We've got to take ownership of some of these communities. And I just, I mean, I knew he would go down this road because it's the passion uh, within. Dr. Gilbert, if you don't mind, um, how important is it to have a children's hospital to see these kids from these different places, different walks of life, different backgrounds, instead of integrating them into the general population of what I call the everyday hospital? I tell you, here at the Children's Hospital, the entire staff, everything from the nurses to the x-ray techs to the housekeepers to the scrub techs in the operating room, they focus, they love children, they understand children, and their job when the children come in in McLeod is to make sure they have a happy experience. And we need people that, that are focused on the children that try to make their stay at McLeod a happy stay. On whether it's giving them extra dessert at night or just giving them a kiss or a hug, all of that means a lot to these children. I see children every day that go home to a foster mama, which is so sad. You've got a teenager going home to a foster mother or a great-grandmama. And these kids need to come here and be loved. They need to get expert care as best as possible. And that's what we try to do here at McLeod. And, and I'm very happy that the institution gives us an opportunity, gives me a pedestal to do that. Is it, is it, I mean, obviously we're, we're soliciting contributions. I mean, we're not trying to build a new hospital. I said this a second ago. We're not going to raise enough money in three days, four hours a day to build a new hospital. But we are going to allow people to take ownership of a health care facility that, um, that, that accepts people as where they are. And I think it's so inspiring to me to hear your commitment to kids. I mean, the easy thing for Dr. Gilpin or, or most of us to do is to kind of live our lives. That's their problem. You know, I don't have to invest in that because I don't have to deal with that. That's their problem. You can't do that. You accept these kids into your office, into your practice, into this children's hospital as they are. And I just think it's interesting to make our community aware 
that there are very interesting examples of where kids come from. They end up in certain places, not of their own doing, not of their, their own making. We're famous for saying we get what we deserve. A lot of these kids get different than they deserve. And um, how important is it for the community to take local ownership? I mean, of, of what we're trying to do here. Well, I'll tell you, in, in, the, in 1980, when I was young and a young kid, Michael Jackson, he's a creepy guy. I don't agree with his personal life, but he had an album called Bad. One of the songs on the album was Man in the Mirror. And one of the critical, one of the unbelievable lines in that song is if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. Um, if I am certainly not a biblical scholar either, but in the Bible, if you read Luke 12, 48, to him that is be given much, much is required. And when I go home, it is so important for us to reach out to these children that don't have anything. I mean, I've had people rally around me and get shoes for kids in my office. I've had people rally around me and take families' Christmas presents. Um, and these children need attention. They need our medical help. They also need our love. And, and sadly, and some of us were so wrapped up in our private lives that we don't really, we can't see the forest for the trees. I think that is so well said, and uh, I mean, it inspires me, and that's a perfect time to say, um, I mean, not only do you care for kids, but you care for kids. It's not that you reset a bone or, or you, you know, you diagnose a sprained ankle or you um, prepare a child for surgery. Um, you, you, you identify these kids, and you accept these kids, and you try to help these kids, and that's what we're trying to do here. I mean, just local people helping local people via a children's hospital in a local community. And um, and I can't inspire you. I mean, if that doesn't inspire someone to want to be supportive of what we're doing here, then we need to fold tent and go home. I mean, and I mean that sincerely. And I've known Al a long time, and I find uh, Dr. Gilpin, I'm sorry, I know I'm going to be formal here. I've known Dr. Gilpin a good while, and we spent some time together and conversed about some things that matter to him, matter to me. He's kind of a listener to our radio show normally on politics. But, but I just knew how passionate he would be in, in, in advocating for this hospital that's caring for kids, not just, once again, setting a bone or preparing them for surgery, but identifying where they are in their walk of life and how do we improve that in general? How do we make that better in general? And I think everybody has an obligation to invest in your community. And I think investing in our young people is a true investment in the community. And, and I guess we're making a plea now to our listeners, 843-777-4483. You can text the word McLeod to 51555. And um, every donation is critical. Every donation is appreciated. Um, Dr. Gilpin said it. You know, some are in different places. I mean, I get that. There are people with a lot of money, and there are people who don't have a lot of money. But, um, but I think we all have some capacity to give and help this hospital treat these children who, as Dr. Gilpin said, come from a lot of complicated places, not of their own of their own doing. So, Rev, once again, there, there are a, uh, kind of a myriad of different ways. We're looking for miracle makers. In particular, this hour, we need X number to do certain things. Let's go shopping. It's something that we've done in past years and years gone by. I'll let you kind of um, – 
explain what we're trying to do specifically this hour. So we are shopping this hour, and we are, our goal is 18 Miracle Makers. And it looks like we have five so far toward this goal this hour, and this is to help purchase some staff childbirth education courses, USB video, PowerPoint presentations, birth balls, and childbirth supplies. And it's all obviously to, to help the cause that we're working for today, and it's uh, continuing education courses that, uh, that do help. And you can help by becoming a miracle maker, and that's that $15 a month uh, donation, $180 for the year. You can call and make that pledge right now. Our volunteers are at the phone bank answering the calls, 777-4483. That's area code 843-777-4483. Or text McLeod, M-C-L-E-O-D, to the number 51. 51- Five five five. Become a miracle maker now and help us with this shopping goal this hour. And if we care one third as much as Dr. Gilpin cares, we'll raise that money. We'll do that. That's we'll, inspiring. Um, we'll meet our goal. No question about it. I mean, he is such a passionate person about his not just his job, but the caring for kids. That really is outside the bounds of him doing his job. Thank you, Dr. Gilpin. Thank you. Neil Appreciate you. Thanks Good for seeing you. To the show. Yes, sir. And we'll um we'll see you at the gym one of these days soon. Um, eight four three. Excuse. Uh, see, I nearly did it again. Eight four three seven 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 four four. Four eight three is our number. Once again, um, that was not specifically and exclusively about the Children's Hospital, but was in the vein of caring for kids, which is what we're trying to do, whether we're setting bones, preparing for surgery, or, um, or just taking care of, of young people in general. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. We're back, 843. 843- Seven 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 forty four eighty three eight four three seven. That's not the normal number. We're not doing the normal the normal thing. Rev thought I was about to goof up. I almost did. You caught yourself. I've, I've almost done it six or eight or ten times. That's this morning. okay. It's not the normal number. We're not doing the normal thing. We're trying to raise money for the McLeod Children's Hospital Radiothon. And I tell you, man, if that doesn't move the meter, what Dr. Gilpin did a second ago, and I've talked to Al a lot. I mean, he and I have had many, many conversations about live liberty, pursuit of happiness, you know, the way he sees the world, the way I see the world. Uh, he's a doctor. I ain't. He knows how to set a broken bone. I don't. He knows how to prepare a kid for surgery. I don't. Um, we have a lot of political similarities. <laughs> I mean, he sees the world. I don't think he'd mind me saying that. He sees the world in a very similar way uh, to, to I see the world, but he's very patient and understanding and respectful of people who see it differently than he does. But he's convinced me, Rev, and, and I'll get your take on this. He's convinced me that um, when a kid walks into a doctor's office or a hospital with a medical issue, they bring a lot of other things with them. I mean, some bring an abundance of love and, and positive influence and, you know, great parenting, and some don't. And I think, you know, healthcare providers have to be aware of these kids who show up in their facilities who obviously come from places that, um, that most of us aren't familiar with. And I think Al articulates that and cares about that and has passion about that. I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard him say, uh, we need help with the shoe program. You know, hey, if you, you think you could help us – you know, with, with kids who don't have jackets in cold weather. I mean, it's real cool this morning. Morning would be the first morning of the year. You probably need a jacket when you headed out to work or to school or to do whatever it is you do. Um, and he's always kind of, I mean, I, I use the word beat me up, you know, kind of beat me up for we need help with this, we need help with that. Never about him, always about these kids. And um, he's a big believer in what they do, and I'm a big believer in, in him. And uh, it, it's just it's, uh, it's authentic, it's real, and, uh, and then once again, if, if that doesn't uh, motivate you to be wanna, to, to want to be a contributor to what we're trying to do here, then, um, then, then I don't know how I can. 
and I can't say any better than than you did or Dr. Gilpin did, and uh, and it speaks for itself. It, it really does. And his passion, I mean, he he wears it right there, <laughs> very publicly. Uh, and, and he's a song guy. Uh, yeah, you can tell he's a song guy. Yeah. Talking about Don Henley yeah. and the Eagles Michael and Michael Jackson, Jackson yeah. and um, you know, uh, and and I, you know, we all incorporate these beliefs we have into our lives in our own weird way. I mean, you do it, I do it. You and Rev and I have a lot of com- – we're just talking about Towns Van Zandt a second ago and some of the uh, the that? lyrics. That, yeah, who is that? That's what 99.9% of the lyrics is asking. Who is that? I, I know who that is now thanks to yeah, you. Yeah, because I pressed him upon you as I do yes, yes, some of these other things. But let's get back. I mean, we're, we're, you know yeah, – if, if Dr. Gilpin's uh, uh, passionate plea and his story uh, inspired you, you know, a way you can respond is to become a miracle maker or make a one-time donation to help the Children's Hospital here. Uh, we are shopping this hour we were going on a shopping spree and our goal is 18 miracle makers this hour looks like they just updated the total we have 10 of the 18 that have been pledged so far so if you means like we don't have eight yeah. see the glass half empty or full you're the half full guy yeah. i'm the half empty yeah. guy we need eight more i mean we, we really need to meet that number by the end of the hour 18 is what we need Tens, what do we have? Uh, we are shopping this hour for some childbirth education courses, and these are USB video, PowerPoint presentations, and this all helps, uh, I guess, new new moms and new parents uh, with childbirthing information and training and education. So uh, things called birth balls and childbirth supplies are all purchased uh, through these Miracle Maker donations right now. This hour as we are shopping for the childbirth maternity community education items and uh, become a Miracle Maker and help out with those at 843-777-4483. Text McLeod, M-C-L-E-O-D, to 51555. They're updating the total, so now we have 13 of the 18. Yeah, that means we don't have five. Yeah, Yeah, but we do have 13. But we don't have five. Yep. Right? Yep. Well, you're right. You're right. So we need, and, and that's the goal. We won 18. So I think your your description there, Mr. Glass. <laughs> I'm being the heavy. <laughs> Good cop, bad cop. I'm always the bad yeah, cop, yeah. I guess, so, in mine and your relationship. Uh, but we're, at, we're asking for help to, to reach that goal this hour, and we'll have, have many goals throughout the, uh, the three-day event here for sure. And it's always important to remember that your donations stay local. It's local people that are caring for local people, yep. and especially local children. Because no. here at McLeod Children's Hospital, no child is turned away. I was thinking about it, it takes a million dollars a day just to open the door wow. of the Children's Hospital. Um, they provide treatment for more than 56,000 children each year. They perform more than 9,000 surgical procedures each year. They average more than 20,000 outpatient visits each year. Um, before we came on the air, before we go off the air, there will be multiple kids having made multiple visits to the emergency room associated with the um, the children's hospital. Every donation you make makes a difference. I don't care if it's a buck, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 100 bucks, a miracle maker, a commitment of $15 a month, um, which is not a lot of money. I mean, I, I hate to say that. Who am I to say it's not a lot of money? I'm always careful to say it's not a lot of money. What well, to some people it is. I mean, I can hear somebody out there now been, you know, working two jobs with five kids. It is a lot of money. Of course it is. Everything is relative. I mean, you know your financial situation better than I do. Um, you know where you land, and, and, and you know that the majority of people have a giving heart. I mean, we've seen that. We've sensed that. We've been a part of that. We've benefited from a generous spirit, and, um, and that's why I think Gilpin's story is so intriguing. It, it's authentic. It's real. It's genuine. 
And I think that's what we're looking for is authentic, genuine, real people willing to try and help this hospital be more successful in caring for kids. Rev said it. We've got 13 of the 18 miracle makers we need. No child is turned away. 100% of the money stays local. I mean, that would be a concern of mine. I mean, I want to make sure if I'm contributing to a, a children's hospital radiothon that my money doesn't end up in Des Moines, you know, or Sacramento or somewhere. Not that I don't believe those kids need help. Of course they do. But, um, but we're, you know, kind of taking ownership of our local community, uh, the health care of our kids in this local community. And I think children are different. I mean, I, I don't want to be political here, but I do think we, by and large, get what we deserve. You know, people say life isn't fair. I think life's pretty fair. When you really think about it, we like to say life isn't fair when we look in the mirror and end up in a bad position. But if you're like me, the, the, the guy in the mirror is who to blame for where you are and why your circumstances are as they are. But, um, but kids are different. I mean, kids are along for the ride, so to speak. Um, they're, they're bystanders. They can't say, you know, man, I, I wish, you know, drugs. I mean, you see where I'm headed. I mean, some of these unfortunate circumstances – uh, Dr. Gilpin was talking about a kid couldn't open an eye because of a bullet. I mean, imagine, mm. you know, imagine that. I mean, imagine that even being a practical reality of your existence. How many times were you concerned about either of your kids ending up with a bullet in their eye? I mean, I've never thought about those sorts of things. Uh, the majority of our problems are first world problems, and they are. They genuinely are. Um, these kids are along for the ride, and very often the ride is unpleasant. And I think we have an obligation to help nurture, nurture um those kids, not only in their medical care, but their, their overall well-being, their psychological well-being as well. So we're asking you, we're pleading with you to make a contribution, 843-777-4483, or text the word McLeod to 51555. We'll take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. See, Rev will tell you we're doing good because we've got 15 of the 18 miracle makers needed mm-hmm. this hour to be um, kind of a slam dunk success. I'm telling you, we're not doing good because we only got three or four minutes to get three more can we miracle do both? makers. Can we do both? Can well, we be both? Can we be both doing good I mean, you, and you, not you, doing? Well, I mean, yeah, you've got to do your thing, and I got to do my thing, okay, right? I see. So, so your thing is to encourage, right? And my thing is to, you know, let's do better. You know, <laughs> let, let's get better at Chastise this. Chastise a little bit. Yeah, there, there you go. We got 15 <laughs> on the books. We did 18 miracle makers. Uh, local people caring for local people, and uh, and I think Al Gilpin kind of kind of relayed that as well as anybody possibly can. Got about two minutes and thirty some odd seconds before the end of this hour, and it would mean a lot to us if you uh, were, were to kind of come through in the clutch. We uh, we need three more. We've got fifteen of the eighteen miracle makers. What exactly is a miracle maker, Rev? A miracle maker is a fifteen dollar contribution every month for a year. So it's a total of one hundred and eighty dollars. And if you you will become a member of the Miracle Maker Club, if you will, if you make that commitment to fifteen dollars a month for a year, to for a total of one hundred and eighty dollars. And then we we put you on the board here that you have made that donation. You get a tag on a bear that will be given to a child that is that is at Children's Hospital. And in in this hour, since we're shopping, you also your donation helps helps to purchase these uh, childbirth and maternity community education uh, courses that are needed and helpful in, obviously, childbirth. So it's uh, it's what we're asking for this hour, and we do have 15 of the 18. So if we can just, before we get to 9 o'clock, if we can just make sure we, we get three more miracle makers, we will hit our goal for this hour. And the way that happens is, our, actually, I'm looking at the phone bank right now, and it looks like none of our volunteers are on the phone, and we need to change that. 843-777-4483. That's 843-777-GIVE. Or if you want to do it without calling, we can certainly uh, 
Have an easy way for you to do that. You text McLeod, M-C-L-E-O-D, to the number 51555. And when you do that, you'll get a, a link back on the text, and you click on that link, and there's a very easy donate button there where you can choose the recurring miracle maker. All right, there we go. There's another one. Uh, that's what that noise means in the background, by the way. It's they a just, maker. just got another uh, donation. Uh, but you, you click on that, you can make a recurring donation as a miracle maker, a one-time donation, which, of course, is very much encouraged and appreciated as well. And the recurring donation basically implies, that for you folks in Pamplico, uh, you're making payments, right? Yeah. Or they're letting you make payments. You're giving a grand total of 180 bucks, but you're doing it 15 months at a time because some people's budget can't stand $180 shock to it. So the $15 is much more um, user-friendly. But uh, any donation, any contribution is much uh, appreciated. Uh, some of you have different capacities. We certainly understand that. And we got about another hour before this, um, this day's edition of Wake Up Carolina in partnership with the McLeod Children's Hospital Radiothon is in the books. Our good friends at um, Cat Country will be here until 6 p.m. So you can flip over there and kind of make contributions via uh, their station. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Wake up, Carolina. Yeah, the 777-GIVE translates to 843-777-4483. This year, added feature, you can text the word McLeod to 51555, make a contribution. I think we did fairly well in the last hour. The last report I saw, we had 16 of the 18 needed. They're still, what, what still do you call those? Um, what, what is that called, the Mir- clapping sound? Uh, I mean, just the clappers. You know, they got these clappers. And, and the they, bells. They, uh, the clappers go off every time we have a miracle maker. And a miracle maker is a contribution of 15 a month for a year. Total contribution, what, 180 Is that $180? Yeah, $180 per year. Um, but, but you don't have to be a miracle maker. You can be, a, um, you can be just a one-time contributor of however much money you can afford uh, to make a donation in, uh, on, in the name of or on behalf of. Um, we've had... Multiple people give a lot of money. We've had some give very, very little money. It all adds up. It all matters as we try to make this um, kind of the kickoff day of the Children's Miracle Hospital Radiothon here at McLeod Health a success. Once again, 843-777-4483 or text the word McLeod to 51555. You and I will be here three days. A lot of these folks do this every day. It's part of their job. It's who they are. It's how they earn a living. Um, And I would imagine to go to work trying to do the best job you can, but also having some degree of passion about what it is you're doing and what you believe in. Um, Trey Poston is one of the few posters not from Pamplico. In fact, I think he said he's from Latta. RN with the NICU Transport Division. Trey, good morning. How are you? Morning. Doing good. How are y'all doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. well. So one of the uh, one of the few Postons not from Pamplico, South Carolina. So um, let's talk a little bit about your job specifically and what you do in relation to the Children's Hospital um, what is a neonatal intensive care unit? Okay, the neonatal, neonatal intensive care unit, or NICU, as most people just call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, we take care of babies that are in our region that are less than 35 weeks old. They come into us automatically. Some babies could be older than 35 weeks, might be term babies just needing some oxygen support or low blood sugars or any kind of thing that could be happening to them. Um, most of the time you think of NICU, you think of your small premature babies, 23 weekers, 25 weekers, um, coming in, going on the ventilator, needing life support, putting lines in them, giving them IV nutrition. Um, and then as soon as we're able to, we're able to let mom and dad come in, get their hands on them, hold them, do skin to skin care with them. That's practices have shown that that's the best outcomes for the babies that get that skin to skin contact with mom and dad. Um, that is just helps with 
mom producing breast milk, that's also in turn giving that milk to the baby is the best um, option for those babies to eat. Um, small babies cannot tolerate formula, so we're here to give them mom's breast milk, or we have a milk bank that is donor milk that is breast milk that moms will pump and donate if they have tons of it, and we can give that to these small babies. So we have lots of options of care for these babies. We have transport where we go out to the outlying hospitals and pick those babies up and come back here because the outlying hospitals could be like a level two NICU where we're a level three. So if the baby has to have oxygen support, we go pick them up and bring them back. So why is transport so important? I mean, you're in the transport part of the, the NICU and the PICU. Why is the transporting of these kids? What specifically do we have to be careful about when we transport a kid from our child from one hospital to another? Well, the main thing, um, when a baby's born premature, their heads are very susceptible for brain bleeds. We have to be very careful with how we turn them, how we position them. Some babies we don't even like to lift up too much just because they're so fragile. Um, so when we transport these babies, we have to make sure everything's secured. We have to make sure we have those babies padded, um, protected, and we secure them in a little isolate, in a transport isolate that's pushed into the back of the ambulance and locked in place. Um, the main thing is you have babies, say we're at the beach and mom's vacationing and lives 10 hours away. They come to the beach and have the baby prematurely. We have to go get that baby. There would be a nurse and an RT and the paramedic would be driving. And we go catch the baby, hopefully if we can get there before the baby's delivered, um, stabilize the baby, and then load it on the back of the ambulance and bring it back here. Trey, when I think of um, health care on wheels, I think of paramedics. Yep. I mean, that would be natural. I'm, not, I'm a layperson. I'm not in the healthcare industry. But when I think of, um, you know, health care that comes to you, I'm thinking of paramedics and first responders. Do you guys collaborate? What sort of partnership do you have with health care, uh, with, the, with the paramedics, and you being more affiliated with the hospital? Yeah. Um, so the paramedics, they're, they're the ones that get us there. They are more important than we are just about because they know where to go, where to, go, where to take us to. Um, I can't get in the front of the truck and drive. <laughs> I mean, I could, but sure, I wouldn't be very sure. good at it. But um, but also when we get to the hospitals and say we have a really tiny baby that's crashing and we didn't need an extra set of hands, they are trained to take care of these small babies. So they're in there helping us just as much as we're in there sometimes. Last question. Why do you think it's important that McLeod has made this commitment to, to the services you're part of? To the transport? Sure. Yeah, um, so really, I mean, other than Charleston and towards Greenville, we're about the only level three NICU around when here. When you say level so, three, explain that. I mean, you say is, I mean, so, you, you know what it means. We yeah, don't. So I'm help sorry. us understand that. Um, so level three would be being able to take care of babies that are on oxygen longer than 24 hours. So say another medical center had a baby that had to go on a nasal cannula or a certain kind of oxygen or had to be intubated. If they're going to need that support for more than 24 hours they would have to come to us just because we can put them on the ventilators we can put lines in and give them the iv nutrition whereas the other hospitals aren't licensed to is it so. i mean we all go to work to make a living i mean you, we all choose different fields and we go into different careers and we make different sorts of money and we're happy and we're not happy and we but but it, there's got to be some gratification in going to work every day knowing that you're giving a kid a chance to have a better outcome oh yeah definitely um we see miracles happen every day um, just like yesterday, we had a baby that we have been taking care of for eight weeks. And unfortunately, a level three, has, we have maxed out our capacity with what we could do with him. So as a transport nurse, I was able to take him to a level four and took him to Charleston 
which is a level four NICU, and they have the options to do surgical things like that for babies that need further care. So that's one thing. I mean, just being able to get him there, get him the care he needs, but also being able to go to an outlying hospital where they can't take care of the baby, but we can, it's able to go get that baby, bring it here, and give it the best chance of survival. Is it fair to say as part of a team um, that I've always, academia writes words on a blackboard, but then the world gets in the way. You know what I mean? We, we, I mean you're trained to do things a certain way, but then the real world throws your curveball. Is, is that fair to say in your world? I mean, you've been trained, you've been taught, you've been conditioned to do things a certain way, but here comes something you never saw coming, and now you've got to adjust. Right, yeah, that happens every time you go out. Um, you know, when you're here at the hospital, it's a kind of a routine, and you have your full NICU team, but when you go out on transport, it's you and the RT. You're the eyes and ears for the docs back home that you've got to call and give report to. Um, and when you get there, you may think you're getting a term baby that needs a little bit of oxygen. And then when they start crashing, you just have to adjust to it. Um, you just rechange your focus and. But it's deal, all about that child. It. Yes. It's all about making yes. sure that child is kept safe. Thank you, Trey. Yep. yep. Appreciate you. your time. Trey oh, yeah. Poston, uh, RN with a NICU transport unit. Um, and, and all these guys were ever spokes in the wheel. I mean, nobody says I'm more important than anybody else, but everybody is um, ultimately trying to care for the kid, make sure the kid gets um, the best quality care, best um, best outcome, and that's what we're asking you to support. I mean, it's a um, this is the nine o'clock power hour. I think we uh, we had some clappers go off in the last minutes. Yeah. I think somebody hit a three point of the buzzer <laughs> to help us meet our uh, to meet our number. But it is the um, we're doing something different. I mean, this is a political centric radio show, right? I mean, the majority of time we're yep. talking four hours a day, five days a week about those um, those 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 old politicians. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether they've got an R and a D beside their name, or we're talking about some of the other politically centric issues uh, around this area. Um, we've decided as a company and, and a radio show that it's in our best interest, in the community's best interest, to partner with this hospital to um, to advocate, to promote, to um, hopefully inspire people to contribute. Uh, whatever amount of money you can to this Radiothon to help people like Trey, to help people like Dr. Gilpin and Tammy and, and Lisa and Leslie. We'll have a lot of other guests come uh, the balance of the week. But all these folks are, are spokes in the wheel that ultimately hope to save kids' lives or create better outcomes. And, and I'll say this, and it may sound cliche and corner, or corny, but 20 bucks matters. I mean, 20 bucks at a time creates 100 bucks. 100 bucks at a time creates a 1,000 bucks. I think Einstein said the, um, uh, you know, compounding interest is the ninth wonder of the world. So every little bit helps when it adds to, you know, um, a fund that helps these. And you and I talked earlier. I mean, here's a blood pressure. What do you call this thing? I mean, it's something to read your blood pressure. Like an arm what cuff. I, yeah, an arm cuff. And, uh, you barely fit I a mean, finger it, in there. I can't fit two fingers. I mean, it's one and that's it. Here's a diaper. Uh, here, here's a diaper on a little bear that I can hold in the palm of my hand. I know radio is not a visual medium, but, I mean, th these are the size of these kids that were expected to be born later than they're, than they're born. And, um, and once again, I gave you fair warning that I was going to be redundant. I think the most important thing we can all remember is in a perfect world, there are no tragedies. In a perfect world, there are no kids who die. In a perfect world, kids don't get diagnosed with cancer. They're carried to full term. We don't live in a perfect world. You don't, I don't, nobody does. And I think caring for the, um, or preparing for the unexpected, caring for kids who are ending up in, in situations and circumstances they never, ever imagined is something we all should feel. And I'm not indicting anybody, but we should all feel a desire to be helpful. Um, it could be your kid. 
could be your neighbor's kid. It could be your, your brother's kid. I mean, it could be – it's easy to say – I mean, my mom was famous for saying it's hard to be mean up close. I mean, it, you know, it's easy to be sensitive to these issues when they've directly affected you or a family member. Uh, if they've not, it's, it's pretty easy to kind of check out and say, well, I mean, I'll let those families that have had the, you know, the misfortune of having to deal with it, I'll let them address that issue. I think we're all in this thing together. Uh, we all end up in different places for different reasons. But ultimately, I think Dr. Gilpin did a great job of explaining, you know, these kids are kind of along for the ride. They're at the mercy of the caregiver. Sometimes the caregiver does a great job. Sometimes they don't do such a good job. Sometimes um, kids are born perfectly healthy, never need any sort of care, but some do. And I think we have ultimately responsibility, our fellow man, no matter what your political affiliation or, or um, proclivities may be, and that's what we're um, we're pleading, asking for you to help us here. And um, and I'll let you kind of update on this um, this latest power hour that we're in, Rev. Yeah, I think they're getting ready to officially start uh, a power hour at 9:30, where we need 15 miracle makers to uh, to get some to purchase some NICU beads of courage. It looks like so we'll look into a real, uh, I guess, in-depth discussion about those and tell you what those are all about here in a few minutes at 9:30 when that officially starts. Don't let that stop you from calling and becoming a miracle maker now, of course. But that officially begins, I guess, according to the, the clock here in the calendar. It starts at 9.30 for the NICU Beads of Courage. And we're going to shop for 15 miracle makers here starting at 9.30 for the next hour. Uh, I want to mention our title sponsor, McCall Farms, is uh, underwriting the entire event all three days. So thank you to McCall Farms, uh, Harris Pest Control, sponsoring the Live 95 broadcast. Our phone bank is brought to you by Palmetto Commercial Real Estate. And we have a bank of volunteers that are here at the Palmetto Commercial Real Estate phone bank. And they're here answering phones. They've been busy this morning. I've heard the, the clappers a lot and very, very happy that that happens and and want to hear it some more and so when you become a miracle maker make your donation uh we'll hear the clappers and the bells in the background and that is the uh the phone bank folks that are making that known king cadillac is a sponsor as well and uh, as we do the miracle makers palmetto commercial real estate sponsors our miracle maker uh drives as well so it's all all part of the team effort here our corporate underwriters uh you that are listening, that are calling, that are making this happen and making a success, of course, you're the important part of this, and uh, and we're the conduit and all the, the folks here from McLeod that are going on the air with us to tell us a little bit about what they do. It's all kind of a team effort today, and we appreciate everyone so much. And I think one of the most important things that we've said is um, 100% of the money stays here. It's, it's not as if you give 100 bucks and then 50 of it ends up in Sacramento and 20 of it ends up in Portland. Not that those kids don't need help, and not that I don't think we have an interest in helping kids other than those who live directly here. But I think when you're asking to support, uh, you know, a Radiothon or a, a fundraiser, you want to know where the money ends up. 100% of the money stays local. I mean, this is a local radio station. This is a local hospital. I mean, obviously it serves a, you know, a region of South Carolina, but it's still the PD region. That's local as far as I'm concerned. No child is ever turned away. And, um, and as they say, we are your local children's hospital. Uh, most of the people listening to Wish right now are residents. Uh, they call this part of the country home. And, um, and I think we, you know, let, let's support the hospital, let's support the Radiothon, and let's make sure that people like, like Trey have the, um, the necessary tools and equipment to go out and, um, and save lives and create more positive outcomes. We'll take a break. We'll be back 
in just a few moments. Hey, if you go to a Springsteen concert, you know what? You're going to hear Born to Run and Thunder Road. Mm. If we start talking about Children's Miracle Hospital, I mean, Children's, the McLeod Children's Hospital Radiothon, we're going to end up talking to Matt Morris. I mean, I'm sure of that. He's a, he's a, um, He's an habitual repeat offender to wake up Carolina, whether it's in our normal circumstances of, um, you know, partnering with McLeod or the special endeavor that we've taken on. And once again, we'll be back to politics Monday. For you folks uh, chomping at the bit, we've heard some of that back at the studio. Somebody called and said, hey, well, I mean, what's going on? We're not talking about, you know, <laughs> don't we know about the midterms and taxes and inflation? We'll get back to that in due time. Um, but but we've um, we as a company, community broadcasters, feel obligated to try and support our communities of which we broadcast and exist in, and this is something we felt well worth our time. So um, we have no regret, no remorse. Um, it is what it is. We're going to do this until, you know, the leadership of the company and McLeod decide we're not going to do it anymore. But um, we're on the campus of McLeod when the, um, what do you call this, Rev? The concourse. The concourse. Yeah, there you right. go. I thought that was a plane that flew real fast. Um, <laughs> That's the that's concourse. concourse. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's the amphibious and ambidextrous debate that we <laughs> yeah. always have with one another. As long as you're close with the word, that's <laughs> yeah. all that matters. Yeah, you got very close. I mean, you know, they know what we mean, right, Rev? Exactly. But but Matt's with us, and we talked a lot about we've had Leslie Rogers. We've had a, um, a, a nurse practitioner. We've had... Uh, the vice president of the Women's and Children's Hospital, Dr. Al Gilpin, gave a very heartfelt um, and compassionate plea to our listeners of why he thinks it's important. Um, I'm thinking about transportation. I'm thinking about how do we get from point A to point B, um, especially in a region that includes Horry County. I mean, you know, I'm thinking about Horry County and McLeod having a big footprint in Horry County. Um, we're in a, a fast-growing area, an area that may or may not have the infrastructure necessary. So let's put ourselves in a position. Let's assume that we've had a bad accident and we've got a kid and the kid needs special care. How do we get that kid to a, a, a care facility as fast as we possibly can? I don't want to tell you what Matt does, but I think that's what he's responsible for. Um, Matt is actually the regional director of Global Medical Response. Matt, good morning. How are you? Hi, Ken. How are you doing? And I hope you don't remind me referring to you as an habitual repeat offender. <laughs> Absolutely to wake not. Up, to wake up, Carolina. Good to see you. Thank um, you. So, so let's let's walk through some of what you're responsible for. Um, what happens when you receive that initial pediatric call for transportation? Right. Ken, you know, as we've talked about many times in the past, we operate uh, the AirReach helicopter for McLeod, and it's a partnership between Global Medical Response and McLeod Health, and, and the the primary purpose of that aircraft is to cover a lot of ground quickly when, when seconds matter. And so that's exactly what we do when we have to transport a child from an outlying uh, health care facility, an outlying hospital, or from the scene of an accident to a, a pediatric trauma center. When do we make a decision that the helicopter is appropriate? I mean, I mean it's got to be made in a nanosecond. You can't say, hey, let's appoint a committee and decide tomorrow the next day. That's right. I mean, so, so what goes into, I mean, i got to believe everything is set in place, but, but how, logistically, how does that happen? Yeah. Typically, we rely on the paramedic first responders in the field uh, to make that call based on how critically injured that child is at the scene of a wreck, or if that child's been delivered to a, a a smaller healthcare facility, rural healthcare facility, will rely on the physician providers there to say this child needs to be moved to a, a pediatric trauma center. When they get on the helicopter, are they just sitting there along for the ride, or is there medical care being provided while they're on that helicopter? No, we, we care for that child uh, with a critical care flight nurse and a cr critical care paramed flight paramedic that are uh, trained in um, uh, specific care in the out-of-hospital environment. Right, so anything that we can do to mitigate injury, 
um, to that child, in some cases even initiate care um, there at the bedside and throughout the flight. So, man, what type of patient? I mean, walk me through a hypothetical. I mean, we don't like to say what is, what might, what could be, but what types of patients are you equipped to care for, and what would be a likely scenario? Right. So the the Aries helicopter is equipped to, to care for uh, children and adults across the continuum, right? Um, our, our medical flight crews are, are well-versed in caring for adults and pediatric patients just the same. Why, why is it important? I mean, it, it looks sexy. It's fun. Helicopters flying around. You know, I mean, I see it, and I'm impressed. Like, wow, okay. I mean, if, um, if something bad would ever happen, at least I've got a helicopter here. Um, but, but it's not for show. It's not for sexiness or pizzazz or sizzle. It, it's more about the importance of having that vessel or vehicle available. Why is it important in this area to have that that product available. So you mentioned uh, at the intro there about the footprint of McLeod, right? And let's not forget, this is rural South Carolina. At the end of the day, this is rural South Carolina. There's a lot of ground to cover, right? And so you imagine a car accident or a child injured and delivered to a rural healthcare facility many, many miles away. And and this flagship facility here in Florence, McLeod Health, they service the entire region. And it's it's vast and it's wide and there's a lot of miles out there. Man, I, I'm a big sports fan. And you draw plays on the board, you prepare a game plan, and then the game happens. And you realize, okay, I didn't prepare for this, and I didn't see that coming. I didn't think that defensive end was as good as he is. i got to make some adjustments now. I mean, obviously you guys would practice and prepare and train, but then the real world happens. How, how, how do you adjust accordingly when something that you didn't see come? In other words, um, a four-wheeler runs in a ditch on a farm. You know what I mean? And the field's too wet. I mean, I, I mean are you prepared for any and everything? Uh, and, 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 and what sort of training is required to be prepared for that unknown? Our paramedics and nurses are the best of the best. And uh, they're, they're prepared to care for medical patients, trauma patients. And, and trauma is anything, a fall, an accident, an ATV accident, as you mentioned, uh, a sick child, pneumonia, sepsis. You name it, they're, they're well-versed in taking care of them. What is a memorable experience? I mean, obviously, I would imagine you've done this for a long I mean, you talked about being eight. You've, you've been in this business since an 18-year-old. I don't want to ask how old you are. Um, <laughs> take good care of yourself. I'll say that. But, um, but, but can you share a memorable story or two that really stick with you and, and makes you proud to be a part of what you do for a living? So I, I think delivering a patient to definitive care, right? I, I don't know that I can pinpoint a particular one at this point. I've, I've done a lot, and, and I don't do so many anymore um, as I lead a, a high-performing team to do the work. But um, I think just delivering a patient, whether it be an adult or a child, today we're talking about children, to definitive care and, and making um, a lasting impression on the outcome of, of that of that patient, right? Man, most of us go to work having some idea of what it's going to be like. Um, you don't know when that next call is coming. Never. You don't know how big a curveball is coming your way. Never. Um, does that excite you, scare you, burden you, uh, motivate you? I think it's motivating. I think it's burdensome at times. But, you know, we, we walk through a lot of that in a lot of our prep work and, and understanding that we need to be ready no matter what's coming down the pipe. You talk about the teamwork. Last question. McLeod has a big footprint here, a growing footprint in Horry County. I would imagine this region, as you talked, is very, is very diverse. I mean, it's still rural by and large. But there are some urban pockets. Mm-hmm. Um are we always getting better? Are we always looking at the landscape of the footprint and, and what, what its needs are, what its, um, uh, what its changes are? And, and are we trying to adapt 
to, to, to whatever tomorrow may bring. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, I think so. And I think that's uh, part of the strategy with McLeod. It's part of the strategy with um, placement of resources throughout the region. And are we in the best place today? And, and what will that place be tomorrow for placement of EMS resources, aircraft resources, et cetera, how we designate trauma centers? All of those things play into a strategic plan. Do you think it's important? I said last question was the last question. This will be the last question. <laughs> Do you think it's important that McLeod continues to make the commitment to a children's hospital in specific. I've used the phraseology this morning, general population. That's probably more of, a, of an incarceration term than it is in a, in a hospital. But, but do you sense that it's still important to, to have special health care characteristics geared toward the child? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this, this children's hospital here services the entire region, and it is absolutely resp- uh, uh, important to have an anchor in the region to for those children to be delivered to. Okay. Matt, thank you for your time. Thanks, Ken. Good to see you again. You as well. I'm sure we'll see you, what, twice a year for the last five or six <laughs> years <laughs> like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the guy knows what he's talking about and obviously prepared and passionate, very professional. Uh, you can tell that in his um in his delivery articulation, how professional and committed he is to, um, you know, it's a little bit like, I, I, I love to hear this story. I mean, you know, uh, someone to go to a doctor. And uh, I, I didn't like him. I said, yeah, but he's highly rated. I mean, everybody thinks he's the best at what he does. Yeah, but he's at bedside manner. I could care less about that. I mean, I understand that the, the medical care consumer, you know, with bedside mannerisms mattering. I, I just think Matt articulates a very businesslike approach to something. I mean, you need the helicopter to land there. And get, we're not stopping by a convenience store and getting you a drink before, you know, we show up. And I think McLeod's commitment to the Children's Hospital from its, um, its RNs and its, its uh, nurse practitioners and its physicians all the way down to, you know, the helicopter and some of the, um, I don't know, the added elements of providing. Uh, and here we go with the, with the phrase, you ready? World-class health care. I mean, how many times have we heard that world-class health care? But, uh, but I think the commitment to provide world-class health care includes some of this, um, this medical response that includes helicopters and, and transporting, you know, patients, whether they're kids or adults, and we're trying to help in our little bit. We're not here to try and fund a new hospital. I mean, we're, we're not trying to buy a new helicopter. Uh, we know the limitations, and we know the, um, the, the impact we can have, and I don't want to say it's minimal, and I think it's appreciated and it's important, but we're trying to, and, and I want to get out of my box here for a second, and I don't know if they're going to be saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, if we don't get by next year, we'll, we'll know why. Um, no, I mean, I, I think that no matter what amount of money you give, to a hospital, you become a shareholder. You become an investor in something. You're somewhat committed. Um, very few people listening to my voice can buy a helicopter, right? Hardly True. anybody can buy a new hospital, but you can all do a little something. And I think that's what we're trying to compel or motivate people to do, um, to do a little something. Somebody listening to my voice has a lot of money. Somebody listening to my voice has a very little money. But, but I think once you take a step in investing in, in, a, in a facility that cares for kids, you become a partner. And it's a $20 partner. It's a $10,000 partner. Um, but, but I think that matters. And I think that it's kind um, of one, one patient at a time. Well, I mean, I mean, it, if you look at I mean, it right, right at that level, you can really touch a child and make a difference with your donation. You but, really can. But don't you agree that's the way most people have to look at it? Of course. You know, I mean, I think yeah. a lot of people say, man, I'll give 20 bucks, but I don't know how much that matters. It matters a lot. It does. I mean, it matters a lot because not only do you become a contributor, you become an investor. You become somewhat of an owner. And, and, and trying the way, to better care for kids. When you become a miracle maker, they'll put your name on a tag on one of the little bears that actually goes to Children's Hospital. And there's there's kids. They told us earlier today there's 18 procedures scheduled with kids at Children's Hospital here at McLeod today. And when you call and become a miracle maker, your name goes on a bear. A bear comforts a child who's going through something scary. 
and that way you can connect and you can and it does make a difference it absolutely makes a difference and and here you're ready for um me saying this the fifth time today and i'll probably say it 40 more times i wish we didn't have to do this right i mean i wish kids were i wish there never had to be a helicopter started up to go rescue a kid from a dire situation or circumstance but we don't live in a perfect world i mean we just absolutely don't and the last thing i want is for my kid to be in harm's way or in a precarious situation and there not be the absolute best available health care, and that's what these folks are committed to. That's why we're passionate about it. That's why we're supportive of it. That's why we shut down the political discourse for three consecutive days to, uh, to allow people to participate, become a partner in this McLeod Children's Hospital Radiothon. Um, we're doing a lot of different things. we got tomorrow and Friday still to go. I want to thank our sponsors. We've done a lot of that because it wouldn't happen without them. But, um, but everybody in some way, shape, or form can become a sponsor by contributing some of your hard-earned money. It's your money. You worked for it. You earned it. You have a right to do with it what you choose to do with it. We're just asking that you listen to these people, their commitment, their passion, and, um, and help them do an even better job than they already do. We'll take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. We're back at McLeod Children's Hospital Radiothon on the campus of McLeod, the Concourse. That's the plane that flies real fast. No, no um, that's the Concord. 843-777-4483 is our number. That's give, 843-777-4483. I have no idea how successful we've been. Uh, we'll kind of keep tabs as the week progresses. I hear the clappers um, and the bells a lot, and that's a good sign. And that's so. always a good sign. You know, there, there's always concern about these radiothons and how the economy is and how people's sentiments are about the economy. Um, people say that, you know, political talk radio tries to scare the wits out of people. No, we just try to call it as we see it. If there are uh, economic storms brewing, we try to engage our audience and say about or tell about those storms. But, but the truth is, whether it's good economy, bad economy, Republican-led uh, government, Democrat-led government, kids are going to get in dire straits. Kids are going to need help. And, um, and that's what we're trying to do here. That's what Cloud Children's Hospital is trying to do. This Radiothon does not solve all the problems. It doesn't provide all the fixes. But we are doing our share to plug the gaps, to fill the cracks, to make sure these folks that you've heard from this morning and this, um, this process of a children's hospital um, does the best job it can at providing care for your kid, my kid, your neighbor's kid, my neighbor's kid in the event they ever have a situation or circumstance. Before we get out of here, we'd be remiss, negligent in our duty if we didn't thank our sponsors. McCall Farms, our title sponsor, also the Live 95 station sponsor is Harris Pest Control. Phone banks are being sponsored by Palmetto Commercial Real Estate. We have volunteers on the phone banks answering calls right now. King Cadillac uh, sponsoring the full day today. And our Power Hour sponsors from earlier this morning include Delta Building Systems, Two Men and a Truck. And you've heard us talk about the Miracle Makers. They are underwritten by Palmetto Commercial Real Estate today. And uh, speaking of Miracle Makers, this is kind of our last drive, our Power Hour that started at 9. 9.30 this morning, and we'll continue until 10.30. Uh, our broadcast will end here in just a few minutes before 10 o'clock, but uh, the Power Hour continues until 10.30 as we are shopping for some NICU beads of courage, and these are used as a visible symbol of a child's journey through through NICU, and it's a, it's a symbol of strength. We're looking for 15 miracle makers uh, providing beads for six months. And you can imagine that means a lot for these families. And did you know that here at McLeod NICU, they see over 400 babies a year? And, and we got to tour the new NICU facilities uh, the other day, and uh, they've really upgraded those facilities. They are very, uh, very nice. And uh, 
They're very, there's a, they're babies up there. We saw them, the little teeny tiny babies. So our 15 miracle makers are the goal during this power hour. We have seven so far, which is a good start, right? And uh, we can use your help. And if you'll become a miracle maker, a $15 donation, $15 a month for a year, that equals a total of $180. Call and make that pledge right now. Get the folks on the phone bank answering. Let's hear those clappers and those bells. It's 843-777-4483, 843-777-4483. And all the money stays here. I mean, we, somebody came by and said, you said, that let Sacramento take care of themselves. That's not what I mean. <laughs> but we have a commitment in our community, and let's make sure we honor that commitment. Certainly, we care about the kids in Sacramento or Portland or, or wherever, Des Moines, wherever they may be. But we have a um, an intimate and, uh, and very close interest in what happens in our community, and uh, we're trying to do our part at Community Broadcasters in Wake Up Carolina to um, to have a successful radiothon. Mudflap and Palmer will be here the balance of the day, yeah. uh, 6P. Am I right? They're doing 12 hours a day for these three days, 6A to 6P, and that's their extra commitment to uh, McLeod Children's Hospital and the, the radiothon is that full, I mean, doing 12 hours on the radio three days in a row, That that's a lot. And uh, and they have done this for 20 years, and, uh, and obviously – of uh, they they put a lot into it and it's all to uh to help the kids i mean it's all for a great cause that's why we all do it no question about it we'll be back to business as usual monday but tomorrow once again and then friday it'll be all about the children's miracle network radiothon on behalf of mcleod hospital on the campus at mcleod we've got some um, i'm sure there'll be a different group of um uh, people to answer the phone tomorrow morning there'll be um, some different guests we'll hear from all intimately involved in what they do here at the uh, McLeod Children's Hospital. We're just doing our part, and, um, and we'll do it tomorrow and, uh, and Friday as well. So um, we're pleading with you. Uh, we're asking you to, to kind of find it in your heart to be supportive, to give whatever you can um, give to support in whatever way you can support. We've talked about Miracle Makers, uh, one-time contributions. We've got an auction that we'll talk a little bit more extensively about tomorrow and Friday. We've got some goodies from the Gamecocks and Tigers and Braves and um, I think even the, uh, the, flamingos. the flamingos, if I'm not mistaken, have stepped up and been a part of this, and um, and, and we'll kind of um, we'll go down that road a little further with you tomorrow. That does it for us. Enjoy your day. We'll be back again same time tomorrow.